Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo. With Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real Instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Grapsody We're here to fill the void Three black fans Different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors Indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with Fightful better fall back Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps You're listening to us talk raps Will, Phil, and Reg yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk craps. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> women, men, children of the congregation. <laughs> get, your, get your church fans out. It is I, Phil Lindsay. You know what it is. This is this is Grapsody. I'm here with my co-host on a Sunday morning. Righteous Reg, what's going on? A grown man, women and babies. It is Sunday morning. <laughs> it's Grapsity, baby. Righteous Reg, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Phil, it's Sunday. I don't know. We're not used to this, but uh, you know, it feels kind of good, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you were a, a part of a church, church going uh, family as a kid. I, at one point in my life, went to church every Sunday. Mm. Um, could not be avoided. Um, yeah, it almost feels weird being an adult, and I have not stepped inside of a church in Lord knows how long. No, Philip Lindsay, I, of course, have some trauma attached to this. <laughs> when we were younger, check this out, Sunday mornings, there was, there was a church that we would go to that was kind of around the corner. The pastor would pull up in a big white bus, and he would... My cousin and I would hide from this guy, like, because we don't want to go. To church, what? Like, we were like, yo, the, the when we would hear the bus, we would run and hide. And bro, the pastor would come inside of our house, our grandmother's house, because she she was in on it, or I don't know what the hell was coming on. She would let him come in and find us, like fucking hide and go seek. We'd be hiding like 
oh my God, I'm not trying to go to church today. This is crazy. Why is this guy inside of our house? And a lot of the times he wouldn't find us and then he would drive off. But trauma <laughs> is now. I'm so confused by this story. Yes, yeah, seriously. He would do that, but he would do that at everyone's houses. He would go and what get all the kids for Sunday Bible study and he would wrangle them all up and put them in this big giant bus. And we were like, yo, no, I'm out. I'm not doing this. But yo, and my grandmother would just laugh, dude. She just laughed. She was like, this is funny. But like, this is trauma, Wilma. Why are you doing this to me? Um, that's very weird. That's kind of like uh, the Pied Piper of, uh, of, of, of pastors. Was Straight just, up. Like, going and picking up people in this big bus and forcing them to go to church. That's crazy. I'm saying. I'm uh, saying. That trauma is still with me. I still think of, like when I see a bus, I'm like, oh, it's him again. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. Um, unavoidable uh growing up i was going to be in church went to catholic school unfortunately for uh oh i think your mic might have dropped out though okay can you hear me no i could hear you but it's like low oh oh mm, stream yard it's all your fault we can work through it early it's early we got time uh, all right can you hear me now that Let's sounds better yeah that sounds better <sighs> i don't know what happened but all right we're here <laughs> <laughs> we're back <laughs> um yeah i uh it was unavoidable for me i i had to go to church uh growing up went to catholic school it was a whole Ooh. thing Ooh. Uh, catholic school there's so i still feel we've been none, friends for years now and like you still tell me things and i'm like what like when you tell me about your life before getting into like wrestling writing and stuff i'm like yo you was living a whole different life out here big bro <laughs> catholic school nuns and everything yeah the whole sister mary clarence and everything oh uh, you're bringing it back to my costume on wednesday <laughs> whole, whole, whole nine yards uh it, it uh it was definitely a thing uh yeah uh so yeah sundays uh feel weird without going to church uh, also mm -hmm. feels weird with uh you know my mother um was a very big uh gospel listener as well so oh yeah every sunday every sunday had to listen to gospel music when did you stop going to church uh, pretty much when i moved out on my own mm, yeah <laughs> this was the thing all the way through high school almost yeah that makes sense i mean mine's was way earlier than that as you can tell so and i'm probably never going back but shout out to yeah. all those that do praise the lord uh, that's nothing against y'all. If you are yeah. going to Sunday church right now or just came from it, shout out to you, big dog. What is it? Uh, God is good and all the time. You know what I'm saying? God is good and all the time. God is good. You know what I'm saying? It's a wild way to start him. our pod. He <laughs> <laughs> said, come on, praise him. <laughs> praise him. <laughs> We're going to hell. It's we are out of here. <laughs> We're out of here, man. Pitchforks and fire are coming, man. Get these, get these two dreadheaded heathens the fuck out of here. Come on, man. Praise them is crazy. Praise <laughs> <laughs> them. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, on another note, I was just sitting here listening to uh, 
to the uh Sci High album. No t- no dope on Sunday. Oh, feels man. very uh feels very relevant. Fantastic album. Great album. One of the best albums of twenty seventeen in my opinion. Seriously. Um Sci-Hi. One of the best albums of that whole like second half of those twenty tens for sure. Yes. Uh Sci High proved very much that uh he was the creative voice behind behind a lot of stuff with good music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird that he has kind of fallen off the map and fallen out of certain people's good graces. He had a uh, he had a single that just dropped this last month though with uh, Pusha T. Did you see that cover art? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure the music was was dope. He's he's been dropping uh, Lucy's every now and then. I like so. Size dope, man. The issue is, is he's been hanging around Kanye for so long that he's taken along Kanye traits. So like. He's like, just don't tweet, don't talk, just put the music out. That's all we want to hear. But he's like, and all these other things, and people are like, they're seeing that, and it's a turnoff, which I get. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was very defensive of Kanye for a long time, which I which also I also get. get. <laughs> um, so I think some of that also rubbed some people the wrong way. And then you know, once he was on out with good music, it was just like, dang, you did all of that, uh, riding for homeboy, and look where he got you. Like that's that's kind of crazy. It um, is crazy, <laughs> especially yeah. when he was telling the stories of like creating that album of like Kanye's yeah. just like. Oh, is your album done? He's like, I got a bunch of. He's like, send it to me, and it wasn't like the creative process is like we assumed it was. Still, was a great album. Like he did it, but like, it, you keep hearing stories like that. Then we heard about the Nas recording in the back scene. And it's like, what the hell was going on? But like, the magic still happens in some cases. Yeah, uh, a lot of weird stuff was happening in Wyoming. Apparently. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till Chance puts out a book or something talking about that because he was smack dab in there. <laughs> that clip of Chance getting sunned by Kanye makes me feel bad for him every time I see it, man. It's just like, fight back, man. <laughs> like, yes. Don't let like, I, know, to you. I know that's your guy. I know that's Kanye West, but like, yo, don't. Don't. <laughs> What's going on don't here? Him, Why are you just let letting this, this man berate you in front of all these people? It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of hip hop, the first female rapper to be inducted into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, Missy Elliott. Congratulations! <laughs> um, seeing her get her flowers, seeing all of those people like giving it up to her, all of the people that were at the ceremony giving it up to her. Flavor Flav was in the building. This guy's just everywhere, singing the national anthem. He's just everywhere, man. Do I does does that does the national anthem matter? Like we're not measuring. Like, <laughs> What I'm saying is, like, we're not measuring. It doesn't matter. It matters. Let me rephrase. Being a great singer at doing a national anthem. I know it's like history shows that it's usually a great singer. But is it so crazy that Flavor Flav wanted to live out this fantasy? It was awful. Don't, you know, don't forget. (laughs) Was it awful? It it was kind of brilliant, man. The guy. The guy came out there and sang it his way. He, you, you could tell that he practiced it. Um, there were points of it that were a little shaky, but um, the crowd was into it. Um, That's what I'm I, saying. Public I think, enemy. I think the funniest thing about it is uh, he did it in Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee proceeded to get blown out. The night. <laughs> Bad omen. <laughs> Bad omen for sure. <laughs> uh, but, man, shout out to Flav. He said that that was always a dream of his, and, you know, he got to accomplish it. Scratched it off the bucket list. Um and he did it as Flav. Um, he didn't go out there and like ad lib it up. He just sang. He uh, threw some embellishment on it. Um, <laughs> what what a moment, man! <laughs> I love hip hop, man. It's <laughs> even better because it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop, and like 
this all this great stuff is happening and then flavor flav is just automatically outside. i think he threw out the first pitch too like he's outside for reals he's outside he was uh he was on that uh flight to vegas giving out snacks <laughs> you didn't see that video i didn't see that no video. he was like walking up the aisle like giving up giving out <laughs> snacks man like he's outside <laughs> shout out to flav man that guy has had a career philip Lindsay. From not, not just a career, just this guy's lived a life, man. A life, <laughs> He's lived man, a, a life, a bro. Life. Like if he just stopped at being in one of the most influential hip hop groups of all time, like he defined a genre. If yeah. we just stopped at Public Enemy, it'd be fine. But there's so there's so so more. many other things like him and him in New Jack City, uh, just what he did for reality TV. He um, created reality TV. Him bro. and the homegirl were like the lead of reality tv for so long yeah uh yeah shout out to flav man shout out to missy elliott congratulations that is yeah i wanted to get into missy though because we've talked on this and ask rhapsody about like moments in time and people creating and hip-hop specifically because that's our thing but like 96 97 98 when timbaland and missy elliott were outside cooking when missy came out it was like the everything flipped because like there was kind of this perception as always of women rappers women mm -hmm. r&b singers women all these things and missy came out and she can do all that stuff and she produced and she she was just like the total package but people couldn't get behind her look because it's awful she's a dark-skinned she was uh heavier set and all these things so people couldn't get it behind her but the music was continuously incredible every time she would put out a new song it was a bigger hit. When the rain came out, I was like, this is like, what is this? Like, what I like my ears couldn't process the production, what Missy was doing. I'm like, who are these people? And then they came and changed the entire game. That and then she had like a dope, like, I'm super hip hop. And then she had like this super huge crossover with like Get Your Freak On, where like the whole yeah. world was like, Missy Elliott is the greatest of all time. And it's like, that's just like a little piece of the greater things that she's done in hip-hop history but shout out to her she definitely deserves exactly what this was yeah there's no artist in hip-hop like missy elliott no no artist that has multi-talented like her uh producer songwriter rapper um innovator of videos like her oh videos changed like hip-hop and she she deserves her flowers, man. Um, she also looks great. Um, looks very healthy. Yeah. Very happy for that. Um, man. Uh, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. When them Virginia boys uh, hit the streets in '96, <laughs> like her, Timberland, Pharrell, like all of those guys that they had in the dungeon, uh, Genuine, uh, mm. Leah, all of those people hit the, Clips, hit the streets. Yeah, eventually, you know, it was uh, yeah, they hit hard. Virginia hit hard, man. They and, tore it down. They dominated the industry. Like Timberland, yeah. when he got with like JT and Nelly Furtado, like it was all the over, way man. over. Like you could not turn on the radio without hearing the Timbaland jam. And then Pharrell, I mean, he's probably, the Neptunes probably benefited the most, I think, out of that, as far as, like, hip-hop. Because when they came out, like, again, like, the whole world changed. When Nori came out with what, 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 like, people were like, 
what Super is thug. this? <laughs> what, yeah, I still, like, what is this? <laughs> I still can't get over that story of uh, him making that beat for, for Michael and Michael Jackson, by the yes. way. Yes. <laughs> and he, he played it for him. He was like, no, nah, I want that. I want something like Super Thug. Like, I yo, what? Nori shit. <laughs> I want some Nori shit. Like, that's crazy. Um, I want Super Thug. Michael Jackson was like, nah, give me that hard get, stuff. I don't want give, me, give me Super Thug. Like, that's crazy. Like, I ain't trying to hear that front stuff or whatever else you were making for me. That's cool. Funny. That's cool and all, but I'm I'm trying to get super thug like this. It was fronting apparently in the story that like he was trying to pitch him fronting, and Mike was like, "Nah, but nah, damn, fronting though is like up there for me, man. That's a classic, wow, all time Hove record as oh well. Hove Hove first, which you know, Volume Two also had a lot of discourse this week because uh, you know it just turned whatever amount of years old it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but um, I think it came out of ninety eight, so twenty five maybe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it had to have been like 98. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because, um, yeah. So, Volume 1, I got all of this discourse this week. And, of course, every time we give Volume 1 discourse, it's kind of like, man, this this album was two mistakes away from probably being a classic album. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that our ex-co-host was like, Sunshine's not that bad. It is. Don't believe him. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's, it's one of my least favorite whole songs. Not just one of my least favorite whole videos, but that's I just am not a big fan of the of of that song the issue um, is is it's hove you know what i mean like if it was any other rapper it'd be okay but that's like ooh. following up reasonable doubt with that was like what what are you like you're hove you know what i mean he was already being the person that we think he is now and to come out like all the way out of left field with this crazy hype williams video and all these colors and stuff and yeah break dancing in your video you're like what what happened here it was him trying to do the shiny suit stuff of that era and then i just wasn't a big fan of the song i wasn't a big fan of the madonna flip as either i I, i'm sorry the cindy lopper flip of the uh i know what boys want i I was like those two those two songs but still classic record record imaginary players um friend or foe like these are like some of the most well-known hove records on there um lucky me fantastic album but yeah missy elliott deserves her flowers um i still all think of them. like 702 and all of the acts that she was attached to that she wrote songs for um just how big he he he, he how was <laughs> not even a song just her coming on a record and doing he he he, he how <laughs> with a little dance she would come on the stage she Yo, was hard <laughs> love missy uh cannot imagine hip-hop music without missy elliott so no. big big uh Congratulations to her. Congratulations also to Shaka Khan, who was also inducted. Ooh, it's crazy that it's been this long. Why hasn't Shaka Khan been in? Took, Every time something like this happens, I'm like, what? Shaka Khan? Like, what? She should have been in here like 40 years ago. What's going on here? Yeah, it took way too long. Wrestling fans, of course, know Shaka Khan because of the Ain't Nobody record that Swerve used to come out to. Um, I still don't think we'll see that again anytime soon. You guys, I, give it up. I think it's over. But <laughs> um, it's just crazy that that's just how big Shaka Khan is and just how like how much like her music has like touched so many parts of pop culture. Of course, you know, the Shaka Khan sample on Through the Wire that she was not happy about, apparently. <laughs> she took her money on it, was not happy about the use of her music in that song. But that's still a classic Kanye record. Um, and we have just so many other things that Shaka Khan brought to music. Of course, she had uh, her come out and sing with her during her her uh, induction uh, performance. So, congratulations! Yeah, to her. there's a um, a Questlove Supreme podcast with Shaka Khan, and she like just like an amazing lady, and she's just been through so much, and also like will choke you. Like she's like hard too, <laughs> Yo. at the same time. Like she don't fuck around. Like 
she um she gets into the Kanye stuff too, and it's like it feels like he tricked her. So I'm like, damn, man, like it upsets me. But I'm like, damn, through the wire is really hard though, and it worked. So it's like, yeah, uh, I don't know. His, his career wouldn't have took off the way it did without through the wire. There's no, I, I there's may eventually, but like not like it would have like it, not it like was, through. It the was wire a moment. Again. It's like yeah. it just everything attached again. to it, the, the car accident and everything. It would it wouldn't have took off the way it did. Man, I remember that. I used to go on the S O H H message board. Yeah, I remember going on there one day and it being like, Kane West is in a car Kane accident. West. I was like. Wait, who is Kane West? I don't know who this guy is. Kane West is in a big car accident, blah, blah, blah. He was doing this. And that, that's the first time I ever remember hearing about Kanye. And then, like, Through the Wire came out really soon after that. And I was like, whoa. And then I, like, started getting to his mixtapes. And it was like, again, another moment. It's like all yeah. these things are so connected. And then, like, every pretty much everybody we talked about is all kind of connected, too. Like, Kanye's connected to all of the Virginia crew and, like, the the tree that comes from the Virginia crew is like crazy. And shout out to Mad Skills too, because he needs to be mentioned in the Virginia conversation too. Yeah, uh, I mean Kanye for me, first time I ever heard of Kanye, of course, was like production stuff, H to the Izzo, all that stuff off of Blueprint, mm-hmm. uh, but also the We Are the Champions record. Like, oh yeah, that's right. There was a time, man. He what a different that, time, man. Again. Why, uh, we're why old. Did, I'm sorry. Why'd you do this? Yeah, we are old, you guys. Let's we're let's old. talk about Lil Pump. Lil Pump's not even relevant anymore. Speaking of young, while we're talking to hip hop, <laughs> I listened to the uh, J. Cole and Lil Yachty um, mm-hmm. podcast. Um, Lil Yachty, there's it's funny because they get into all the feelings I had about Lil Yachty and his kind of generation of rappers. Because J. Cole, of course, like we have the same feelings and things. When Lil Yachty and them came out, we were like what what's going on here like we didn't really understand um kind of where the thing that we loved was going and it's funny because Lil Yachty they start the podcast by Lil Yachty's co-host is like did you know that Lil Yachty dissed you to J. Cole and J. Cole's like what and he's like the second song I ever wrote was like fuck J. Cole and all that lyrical (laughs) miracle shit and like it's like so like and and J. Cole may like get into like how both sides feel like they feel like we're old heads, we're blah, 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 we won't change. And then the young people, are, and then we're like, y'all are fucking up our genre. We built all this and y'all are changing it. And like now, like li- literally a couple of weeks ago, I landed on like, it's the game. Like it's all hip hop. Even if I hate it, I think it's the worst. It's still trying to be in the lexicon of what hip hop it is. But really great conversation. J. Cole, of course, is like really insightful mind. Mm-hmm. New album's about to drop, it seems, We're ready. pretty soon, and we are super ready. Before I listened to that podcast, I hadn't listened to the song that they did together. But then I listened to the song that they did together, and I was like, hey, yo, Lil Yachty was getting this shit off. Like, I don't want – they talk about, like, how people don't like Lil Yachty because, like, of his voice and stuff. I, I like him because of that. I like him because of all the different things that he does. I wouldn't want him to change his voice. I like when I listen to a song and I can know – that it's Lil yeah. Yachty because that's what's wrong with a lot of mainstream hip hop is everybody's trying to do exactly the same stuff. But he went off on that song and then J. Cole came in and just yeah, lost J. Cole, his fucking mind. Else. I don't know. Like, how do you do that? 
I haven't heard the whole podcast. I just heard the clip where they were talking about the uh, the Cole and Drake record. Right. And Cole said all the things I expected him to, to say mm-hmm. because he's still from that breed of if I get on a record with a guy, now nah, I'm trying to kill him. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to have the best verse on here. Mm-hmm. And he was very much like saying what I already knew that Drake was just not in that place for the record. He was just trying to hop on a record. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in that mode with with J Cole. You could tell who was trying to have the better verse on that record. <laughs> um, and that was. But that my was, thing is, is you know, as Drake, you know, I'm a, I'm on a song with J Cole. They're gonna grade this. Wouldn't you just go hard because you know you're gonna be graded? I I don't think he's in the same place, man. I think because he's had so many moments where he's he's done that, where he's had the better verse on the song, and. You know, regardless, does that change how much money he makes? Does that change his streams? I think he's just like, all right, the game is the game. And I get it. Um, but and how many of those he had the best verse songs went number one is, I guess, where we land with it. Like, this song went number one because Drake did Drake. <laughs> yeah, Drake is Drake. Uh, but, yeah, I, it was ex- what I expected from that conversation. I do have to listen to the whole podcast, but uh, mm. I thought J. Cole was pretty insightful. And he was saying a lot of the things that Joe Button was saying. And also yep. that those – those two Venn diagrams are funny because, of course, the first time old heads and young heads kind of collided in that way with Yachty was when Yachty was on Every Everyday Struggle. And <laughs> with Joe we got, <laughs> we got that classic clip of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the young dudes for what they are. Some of it is just not for me. But, you know, right. that don't mean it's all trash. It's just not for me. Yeah, I like what he was saying about, like, no, I come from, like, when we get on a song together, I'm about to rap. Hard yes. as ever, especially like there's competition regardless. If they were just doing a song for a mixtape, there's a competition. But J. Cole, knowing that being on a Drake record is going to be heard by so many people, like different audience. I'm man. about to come on here and bar this guy up for all his millions of listeners to listen to. And he absolutely did. <laughs> Make no mistake about <laughs> See, it. Also, you could use that excuse, Phil. You could be like, if I'm Drake, I'm like, I was just trying to make a good song. I wasn't trying to do, wasn't yeah. trying to do all that. <laughs> He absolutely did bar this guy up, but make no make no mistake about it as well. Drake has got on records and barred people up. Drake has got on people on people's records, and his hook is why people listen to the record. Drake is still Drake. One million percent Versace. <laughs> uh, what was the song? Uh, Look alive. Like there's hella songs where he like there wouldn't be these people if he didn't rap on this song. So like, and he gets on and like spits hard too. So it's like. Anytime people get we get into like the Drake can't rap debate, I'm always like, shut up, dude. Like, you don't know anything. We, like, we don't have to do that. And then <laughs> we on. get to this weird place where people that don't like him bring up the ghostwriting stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, how selective are we with the ghostwriting thing? I don't want to go into very that. selective. <laughs> I don't want to go into a tangent. But, you know, how, how many people are we going to count out now because of ghostwriting stuff? Because Dre didn't write nothing. Um, Dre did yeah. not write nothing. It is very well known that Easy e did not write nothing. Snoop has admitted out. that he did not write sometimes. Like, how how far are we going back with this like i still said still dre a giant record snoop didn't put one bar on that that's all ho. no that's what i'm saying uh there and there are other guys puff um like snoop is on my list and like he's like you said has admitted to having to ghost and then what am i gonna be like nah take snoop off like no because also at the same time he wrote a lot of the chronic he wrote like he also yeah. and then that's where it comes with drake it's like yeah drake has some ghostwriting shit blah 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 but then, like, if you look at how many songs he's written, it's like, okay, that's all null and void here at this point to me. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many other guys that we consider, like, elite. Like, even Kanye, for example. Kanye mm-hmm. has, has admitted that he hasn't Much. written. Drake that's has written. From the beginning. Drake has written for Kanye. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it just, 
you know, how how far are we going with this ghostwriting thing? I I, I don't I, think that should be the 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 whatever the bar we're trying to set for Drake. Like he's exceeded that man. Like that was just a time and a moment. Like Meek Mill did that, and they're gonna be people that are forever like blah 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 hip hop purists and shit. But like, yeah, he he's the boy. <laughs> yeah, look, man. Uh, of course, if people are not here for our hip hop talk, uh, that's just what it is. It gave me plenty of time to distract from the fact that I forgot to log into our Humper Chats. So I logged into our our, our uh, account to get our Humper Chats up while we were talking hip hop. Um, See, and you know, you know, just smoking mirrors for you on a Sunday morning. Hip hop brings us exactly where we need to be and sometimes it helps us along even when we don't notice i see that they announced i don't know this is a weird transition chicago for some reason that there's going to be a war games was last night the time like the first time that they said out loud that it's yes. going to be war games yes we did get a confirmation that survivor series in chicago illinois will be war games um and we got that during crown jewel uh yeah. so so of course the big uh big pay-per-view this weekend was uh in saudi arabia um i'm still you know kind of you know uncomfortable with the saudi relationship um it still has this kind of icky feeling watching these shows and um getting into like the propaganda in some of these shows is also very uncomfortable like the commercial they aired was just very much like uh, uh. like and i get it it's not the wrestler's fault they're just doing their job no. yeah but Man, that commercial was uncomfortable. <laughs> I think it was an airline commercial, right? Uh, there's for- a yeah, there's a lot of it. This started last week because I watched that Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou fight, and it was yeah. in the same place, and they were doing kind of the same stuff. The ring came from underneath. At one point, it felt like remember we used to watch movies in the eighties, and then they're like, in the two thousand, shit's gonna be in this dystopian, crazy ass society where life is like this, and you don't control yourself, and you're controlled by planets and robots and all this shit that's what this feels like to me it's like we were fighting to not get to this point but now we're to this point and it feels icky <laughs> yeah it feels uh very uh yeah can uh yeah i mean it is what it is at this point they've been doing yeah. this so long that they're not going to stop doing it. it's a 10-year deal you have to just deal with the fact that we're going to get the max. saudi show uh, a few times a, a few times a year and absolutely they are getting a massive bag to do this um but then you also have these things that keep coming up about the saudi arabian government and it's very very uncomfortable uh, like but, i could get past the propaganda uh the uh commercials but like what they're doing out there yeah, is like, the, the sport the sports watching is very much uh it's not for me but as somebody that covers wrestling unfortunately uh a lot of times we have to watch these shows and, yes uh, but it, beyond that philip Lindsay, when you get to the show it Let's keep it real. Felt like a glorified house show. It absolutely did. Um, that's where I was kind of going with it. It was a it was a fine show, but like there was stuff I liked about it. But it definitely did feel like a big house show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there were cool things about it. Like I will never get tired of seeing how much that crowd likes Sammy Zayn. Right. Having Sammy open the show in the pre-show was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy came out with the Muslim garb again. Um, got the big reaction took on jd mcdonough in a kind of throwaway nothing match but uh uh one with a blue thunder bomb we very rarely see that <laughs> Pretty hot. I, I thought it was i thought it was cool it was a it was a good moment for uh sammy again um good way for him to heat up the crowd before the main show started and the main show started with a banger ladies and gentlemen 
this was the best match on the card. Not just saying that as a Seth Rollins fan. This <laughs> match was fire. Um, I feel like it's his best match of his title reign. Really? I, I do. I, I Arguably his best match this year. Um, I thought this was this was an exceptional match. Best match on the card, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that the, this was the outcome that I kind of expected. And I do like the story. This is probably the best story that they've told, too, going into one of Seth Rollins' match. Like, pretty much they knocked it all out of the park. Is this it for Drew, you think? No. I, I think that they've still got stuff that they can do with Drew. I really like the story they did building up to this. Um, this is pretty much the first time that I've seen any any storyline at either major wrestling company built off of the pandemic stuff. Yep. And I thought they did a really good job with that. I thought they did a really good job with um, the rumors of Drew's uh, frustrations because um, mm-hmm. he's been, of course, doing interviews. There's, of course, been the rumors about him not resigning. And I thought this was a great way to play off of that. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, the match was great. We got some great reversals in this thing, some really good false finishes. Um, one of the things I really liked, as somebody that agrees with Reg, that I don't like the countdown. There are a few. There was at least twice in this match where he got into the corner and he hammed it up and he did the countdown. And the second he went for the Claymore, Rollins was ready for it. I was like, "Hey, man, maybe stop telegraphing your finisher." And you know, you wouldn't I can have hear to... the crowd saying one, two, three. I'm about to duck. Yeah, maybe stop telegraphing <laughs> your finisher. You don't have to eat a super kick um, when you go for it. But there was a really, there were a few really good reactions to that. Like the super kick that he um, he kicked him out of the corner. Uh, there was a good one where he went to try and hit it coming not out of the corner, but Rollins just ducked it. Really good action here. Rollins hitting the uh hitting the springboard, uh Swanton at some point. He pulled out some <laughs> some wild stuff in this match. Uh, no, he, Rollins be hearing these allegations, Phil. He yeah. every all the time. He tried to uh this very much felt like Rollins trying to steal the show, and I think he succeeded in some ways. Um And you tra- know him being put on first put something in him too. Him being on first, him being on a card with Roman again, I think he has something to prove. You know, he is also still trying to put that belt on the map. And, you know, tried to pull out that Phoenix Splash for us. I was like, we don't get to see that Phoenix Splash too often. Um, he missed it, of course. Um, but, yeah, this was this was a very, very good match. Of course, Seth Rollins retained here. Drew McIntyre lost uh, via a pedigree. And then he got hit with a, with a curb stomp at the end. Um yeah, and then afterwards, we got a really good call back to all of the stuff with Judgment Day where Rhea was coming coming around for her match, and she was like, well, gave him that look like I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the, he also, we got a cash-in attempt. Um, mm-hmm. I was figuring we were going to get a cash-in attempt here um, because I'm just like, yeah, Rollins has made a point that he's more beat up than ever. This is the time. And so he came out, and I thought the way that they avoided the cash-in was brilliant. Um you, if you're gonna have anybody interfere, the, interfere with a cash in because a cash in is like a fan favorite with the crowd every time. Right. Um, bring out the guy that the crowd loves and make him look like a hero here. And I thought this made Sammy look great. So mm-hmm. Sammy came in and stole the briefcase, and the second he jumped in the crowd, you would have thought that this guy was like a revolutionary. They they <laughs> surrounded this guy like he was the greatest hero in the world. I thought it was I thought that was a brilliant way to avoid the cash in. I thought it was a brilliant way to make the cash in still feel like a looming threat to Rollins. And, and you got Sammy on the main show. Yeah, you got Sammy on the main show, and mm-hmm. you continued the story of Sammy doesn't want uh, Judgment Day to get any more power because, of course, he's right. seen what that did on SmackDown. Um, so I thought this was good. I thought the opening of the show was very good. 
Yeah, good way to start the show. Good way to show Seth Rollins what he's been doing with this championship. Like, this is where the real world title is at. This is where the stories are at. This is not going to be the same old, same old like we get on the other side. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I do feel like at this moment, uh, the world title is the more interesting belt of the two world championships. But that's not a real surprise to me because, no. um, you know, one is more on TV more and, you know, one there is more competition for it. It's, it feels less predictable. Right. Um, but yeah, speaking of Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley was next up in the uh, fatal five-way match going up against, let me get this right. So I don't <laughs> uh, miss anybody. Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark. I thought this was good. This was good. I thought, uh, sh- I thought uh, Rhea came out looking like a big star with the big entrance. She had the, uh, the Saudi guys come out with the incense. I don't know all of the symbolism for it. Um, but it did very much feel like in this country where it's very male dominant, it was just like a bunch of men giving up, giving it up to this women, almost simping for a woman. <laughs> um, I thought, I thought it was good. I, I thought that this, I thought this was a, uh, of course, very touchy political stuff with there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I thought this was a good way to make, uh, make Rhea look like a big star. She doesn't get enough of the, title matches on pay-per-views in my opinion but i think when she does she she looks like a star mm-hmm. um and i thought this match was solid yeah i want her to pre- be presented like this all the time she is a big star she is the women's world champ she is the leader of the judgment day we should all be kneeling at her feet and on top of that she's an incredible performer so like she deserves this kind of rubbing i think the main thing about rhea ripley's reign is we just want to see more her and more matches like i love the her being the leader of the Judgment Day. I love the stuff that she's doing over there. Got her to being this big mega star, but like more of her just kicking people's ass. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought uh, a few people looked good in this. I thought Raquel looked good. I thought uh, Zoe looked good in the dive that she got where the mm-hmm. cameraman like kind of tripped and you got this good visual of him of her like sailing overhead. I thought it, it looked good. Very good happy accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Shannon Baszler looked like a monster at several points in this match where... Um, when she pulled off that uh, that three-way submission hole she had with the uh, careful to clutch in the middle, I thought that that was fire. Mm-hmm. I'm a Shayna fan, man. So I know, I, you have been. <laughs> I want Shayna to get her moment where she gets like a big title match. And I thought she looked great here. I thought uh, Rhea and Nia had good chemistry as well. It was a solid match. Do we have uh, enough uh, women's things going on to have a women's world games match? I guess that's a better story to ask after the other title match. I'm not sure how they're going to build to that. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I yeah. think that there are stories you can kind of, you know, build up to in the next few weeks because it's in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, maybe, I don't know. Um, it seems like they're kind of building some like faction stuff on SmackDown. Maybe they're going right. to go with that. I don't know. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, as far as this match went, it was fine. Then yeah. <laughs> a very interesting match. With uh, John Cena going up against Sola Sokola. Story, the story here is, of course, John Cena has not won a singles match uh, this and year. And I can see why. <laughs> so he, he got this match against Solo Sokoa here. We got the, the promo on Friday of raspy John Cena selling this, this moment spike. And, you know, he did the usual John Cena stuff. He come, came out and, you know, drags his opponent. Um Kind of looks like he buries him a little bit. And I was like, man, where are we going with this? Is Solo just going to lose? Boy, I did not think we were going where we went with this match. Um, <laughs> what what did you think of this? Um, 
the way that they were building this up, I was like, damn, they're going to give John Cena this really dumb win over Solo, who doesn't need to be losing to John Cena at this point. John Cena's out here doing these crying promos, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be really dumb. Then we get to the match, and I'm like, wait, okay, so after this match, I do believe that you're a loser, right? Like, that's 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 how I am. You should retire from this. You took a hundred Samoan spikes. He did like, does he have a finisher anymore? Like I know super Cena, like that's his thing. That's what he does. He defies all odds, but like this was a protected finisher and you killed it. Like not only did he destroy you 20 times in the match and build the build up to this was don't let him hit that Samoan spike. I can't even talk. He hit you with 20 small spikes in this. And then you get up and do this big pageantry, is this my last time? Everybody praise me. Walk out. Is this Not the end? <laughs> Mama told me one day it was going to happen, but she never told me when. <laughs> it should be the end, John Cena. We're done here, brother. <laughs> but yeah, he does all this. And th- I'm just like, what about his finisher? What about the protection? John Cena, I get it. There's a story that came out this week of him being like, oh, yeah, I did get permission from SAG. And people were like, I'm glad he did. I'm like, did you think he didn't? Like, would you thought he was just going to go to WWE and be like, I'm here. I don't care. I don't have to talk to anybody. Just funny stuff. But, like, we're good here, Phil. Like, these matches are playing. Like, this is the most house show match of the whole show because, like, John Cena's in cruise control and, like, do we need John Cena in cruise control? It's like, that's the way we want to finish out his career? I'm not into it. Uh, There were some things I enjoyed about this match. This was a very, very weird match, though. We started this match with John coming out and doing limb work, which I'm just like, (laughs) John John Cena doing limb work in 2023 is wild. Um, For nothing. so he was trying to work. He was trying to work that arm so that he couldn't do the Samoan strike. I mean, the Samoan, Samoan spike. Um, I mean, he 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 worked that arm, worked that arm, worked that arm, and then he went into the five moves of doom. And I thought the match was over. Uh, and then he he got him up towards the end of the five moves of doom for the AA. And then Solo got out of it, hit him with the Samoan uh, drop, and then kept the match going. <sighs> I get the story they were trying to tell with this match, uh, but it didn't come off as well as I think they wanted it to. Um, I, I do think it's a cool visual of him taking all of those uh, Samoan spikes, um, but there were things about it that didn't quite work. Like when he first did it, he hit him with like two Samoan spikes and he's laying on the, on the, on the ground and the camera just gets right up close to him when, and he's like right, clearly calling spots. <laughs> Clearly calling a spot right in the camera um, while he's supposed to be like laid out from like two or three Samoan spikes. It's and- John Cena. They don't. They still don't know. It's been so long and they still don't know. This man's about to be loud in here. Do everything you can to avoid this. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, then he continues to beat down. I, I, yeah. I like the idea that Solo got this big win of him. I like the story of John Cena saying that I haven't gotten any wins this year. And so I don't deserve to challenge Roman again. Um, I have to get back to that place. I have to get to a place where I can even win a singles match. And he thought he was going to get one up over uh, Roman's enforcer. And no, he ended up getting his ass kicked. <laughs> um, and um, I <laughs> feel like, hello. yeah, this was uh, honestly like the, the most brutal beating this guy has taken probably since the Brock Lesnar beating where he like made him bleed the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
wasn't as impressive, but I got the message they were trying to take. Like you said, he took a bunch of Samoan spikes. Um, it didn't quite feel like it didn't, emphat- it didn't feel as emphatic as it should have felt, but I like where they're going with it. I like very much that uh, Solo avenged Umaga because Umaga should have won the match. Yep. <laughs> so I very much loved that Solo got one back for the ancestors. He came out afterwards with the big thumb up, talking that talk. I liked mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, do I think it's going to do for Solo what it should? Maybe not. Do I think that John Cena is done after this? Absolutely not. Definitely I think that not. we will see John Cena again. He, he's done this too many times to us. Um, he's, he's taken beatings before and did his little sad walk of shame back up the ramp. And then he just ended up coming back. So See you later, Stu. I'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Which, and do the big run. Like, all right, bro, we get that, it. You're doing it was, again. That was funny as well. Um, at the start of that match, when he came out and did his big Cena entrance, getting a big crowd pop, getting a John Cena sucks chance and everything. And he's like walking around with the camera like he usually does he's like we got a good crew this time Stu. (laughs) we're ready and then he like takes this ginger run down to the ring where it's just like this is definitely not the same scene man like (laughs) scene is definitely aged um it was very apparent here head down to i've been seeing a lot on tiktok the internet wrestlers uh uh bald man alike head down to turkey they're doing this new thing where they (laughs) install they put in like they could get you in the back. They can get you in the front. Like people are coming back. Like women were going for BB BBLs overseas. Men are going to Turkey to get that hairline right, to get that back right here done up. You don't need Beijing anymore. They're like actually putting them in. I've been hearing about men getting them tattooed on now. Like it's a uh, uh, yo, it's crazy. Like some of these videos I see on Facebook and TikTok on the internet of what these barbers can do. It's crazy. Some of these videos are wild. Just go to Turkey and get it done. I'm telling you. I'm going it when mine start falling out. Yeah, some of these videos are wild, man. Some of these guys like going in with like a whole George Jefferson and coming out with like a full (laughs) head of dreads. Like it looks insane, man. (laughs) There's some dudes that go in looking like an 80 year old man and then coming out looking like a 35 year old man. I'm like, what were y'all doing in there? (laughs) Yeah, weird. but yeah, this match was a match. Uh, did very much feel like one of those house show matches. I get that they're trying to tell this story heading into WrestleMania season. That was the other thing about this show. It very much felt like it was setting up stuff yeah. to WrestleMania season. But yeah, I don't believe you, John. I think you'll be back. <laughs> um, next up, we had Logan Paul going up against Rey Mysterio. I thought this was fine. Um, I thought that... Uh, I like the finish. I thought that Logan looked impressive here, as usual. He's a very athletic guy. Um, he's taken to wrestling well. Um, I thought in some places it looked a little clunky. Not not really my favorite Logan Paul match, but I thought it served its purpose. It had good story stuff there. I thought the finish, like you said, was probably the most interesting thing about it. Listen, I'm it's going to sound crazy. I don't really hate this guy, Logan Paul. He kind of works his matches like uh, old RVD style. It's he does. Crazy. He hits a big mat. He hits a big move. Takes it all in, takes it all in, hits his next big move. I'm like, yo, he kind of works a style like RVD. I'm not mad at it. This was a outcome we kind of knew was happening, Phil. You know that they want to have the commentators are putting it over. It's going to be great to have this championship all overseas, this championship on Impulsive. Like, we knew what time it was, and it, it wasn't that surprising. Them hamming it up online, being like, he's only had eight matches and all this stuff is like, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Interesting choice. Listen, man, the, the the main the main champion on his brand is a part timer. So 
Why would you? So care? what's gonna happen over here on uh, SmackDown, Phil? Because just like you said, they got a lot of part-time champions over there. What's what's my incentive to be a SmackDown wrestler if I can't even challenge anybody? Um, I I've been saying it for a while, but they got to put those tag belts up, man. You've got <sighs> you've got good tag teams on SmackDown. You got Street Profits. You got LWO, mm-hmm. uh, Pretty Deadly. Brawling yeah. brutes, yeah, and they can't—they really have nothing to wrestle for. So they've got to get the SmackDown tag titles back. Um, they just saw beefing for just because, like they're just yeah. like, "Oh, I hate you, you suck." <laughs> yeah, so you got—that's just first off. You got to get those two titles, those uh titles back. But I, I don't think that this really hurts the brand for now. Um, it only—it depends on how long this is going to go. I think this plays into another outcome uh, later in the show. But the second Logan Paul won, I immediately thought about, all right, Logan Paul inserting himself into the money in the bank match and who had the biggest problem with that l a Knight. i mm-hmm. think that this is where this is leading we're probably ah. getting logan paul versus la Knight okay. at wrestlemania um i don't know what they're going to do in the meantime to get to that match but i'm interested i'm interested to see what logan paul is going to do as like a mainstream guy crossover guy with that belt i think that that could be good for the company that's the kind of stuff that they care about yeah um he's gonna obviously take the belt to his podcast he's gonna you know show up other places with it so that could be good for them that's good for their um pop culture imprint blah 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 branding boring (laughs) stuff um uh, so yeah, I, I think that that can be good. And Logan Paul is a massive star, a massive influencer. I think him having a belt makes sense. Um, yeah. You weren't going to put a world title on him. This is no. the closest you were going to get to it. Um, Triple H has made a concerted effort to make the mid card titles matter again. So I, I think Mark. this makes sense. Um, now, of course, people that don't like this guy, are oh, you going to hate it? And you're supposed yeah. to hate it. This guy's yep. a bad guy. The way he won, he he used the brass knucks to win again, just like he did in the Ricochet match. You're supposed mm-hmm. to hate it. And then he cheated against one of the most well-liked wrestlers in the world and yeah. Rey Mysterio. And I love the, the stuff afterwards with Rey's just like, I know what you did, Logan. He's like, I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about, man. I had a great match, buddy. <laughs> it's an honor to be in here with you. <laughs> yeah good stuff all around man i like uh i think ray mysterio is a perfect guy to put in this position just because what you said he's beloved and it didn't hurt him one bit being no beat by logan paul it's just like aids along the story yeah and i I very much like that they've always had a plan for low for uh ray mysterio after he won the chance to to be u.s champion because if you remember that was supposed to be Escobar's match, and Escobar acted like he didn't care about that. He acted like, man, I just love Rey Mysterio so much. I just appreciate him so much. And the more and more I watch you hug up on this guy and all this other stuff, I'm like, you really feel that way, bro? I don't know, man. You, you, you're having it up a little bit, man. Um, so I, I very much felt like this Escobar heel turn was eventually coming. This feels like the first smoking gun in it because, of course, he – Whoever that guy is that helped Logan Paul in its match, he he, he brought the uh, brass knucks and the prime drink on the side of the ring. Um, he chased him out of the ring, and then unintentionally or intentionally, Escobar left the brass knucks on the side of the ring right there for Logan Paul to get them and win the match. Uh, I think it was very intentional. I think Escobar is going to end up being Ray's opponent down the line, maybe at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, I kind of want what with Rey Mysterio. I don't want like the rest of his career to be this kind of what happened. Like he did this mentor. Like first it was with his son. His son double double crosses him, and then he starts his mentorships and he gets double crossed. I don't want Rey Mysterio to be like this old, unoblivious, 
a veteran who keeps getting taken advantage of because he's a really nice guy. Maybe this can lead to a Ray Mysterio here. He'll turn Hill in the end too, because hmm. he keeps getting taken advantage of by all these people. And he's just trying to be Ray Mysterio, the nice uh, cruiserweight that uh, teaches you that you shouldn't do too many flips early in your career. Cause you might hurt your knees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, I like the long-term storytelling they're doing with this because they have done really cool things backstage. Like, you know, the whole, you know, sharing mass thing uh, and some of the stuff that they've done to show that all of the luchadors see Rey Mysterio as like this legend and they revere him. And so I do think that this can be like the first time that we've seen like some really good storytelling and representation uh, with Lucha Libre on such a big stage. And I think that that is some because that, that's been the thing that I've been thinking all this time was LWO. Like, it's cool. Like, they are like a focal point of SmackDown, but they don't really win any matches. They right. don't really have like the big storyline. I think that this can be the big storyline for this, this stable. And I think this feud could be big for both of them. It could be very big for Escobar. I think Escobar was dope on NXT, was a heel on NXT, of course. Um, so I'm here for it. I think that this can be really good. Escobar getting a big WrestleMania match with Rey Mysterio Jr., you know that's, like, high up on his list. Uh, Many, many luchadors list. Like, they all, of course, we know, came up watching Rey Mysterio inspired by him. So for him to get that would be huge, definitely. I'm into it. Yeah, so I I thought that this was good. I thought it served its purpose. I think it's one of those things that it was there to set up two storylines going forward. Um, Right. The, the ascension of L.A. Knight on one side and then, you know, the Escobar stuff in another way. Mm-hmm. So I was here for it. Uh, yeah. the, the next match, we got EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. Um, I thought their match earlier this year was a bit better, the backlash match. And I can't tell mm-hmm. if that's because the crowd was better for that match. <laughs> yeah, it was. The crowd was into that match. The crowd was loud mm-hmm. the entire time. Big, loud EO chance throughout that match. Uh this crowd That's what it was because they were cooking last night and the crowd just wasn't. The crowd really, was quiet, yeah. like mm-hmm. dead silent for this match. And I, mm-hmm. it was very distracting because they were working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they did have some good stuff going in this match. I thought it was very smart early on for uh, Bianca to uh, tweak that knee. And then EO worked the knee for the rest of the match. Um, we had some very grounded spots in the match. I enjoyed it, but it just felt like it just didn't hit that next level that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good. But we did get in this uh, some kind of uh, development because the return of Kyrie Sane here at the end of this match. Kyrie looked great. We've kind of been expecting this return from uh, Kyrie for a while. And I'm kind of excited to see what they do here in the future. One, where do you think Bianca goes? What's Bianca's story leading into WrestleMania? And are they going to do EO versus Kyrie eventually? Um, I'm not sure where they're going with this. I, they have so many angles that you can go with this. Um, I really like that they played up uh, so much of their own continuity here. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you remember, the person that beat Bianca in the semifinals of the Mae Young Classic and went on was Kyrie Zane. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, as Michael Cole pointed out, the person that sent Kyrie saying packing was be was was uh Bailey. Mm. Bailey is of course EO's friend. Yep. But it can it became very apparent when EO's real best friend was there mm-hmm. just how different the vibe was. Like even her raising her hand at the end, it felt like it it like mirrored uh 
EO winning the semifinals match to go to the finals and the Mae Young Classic in 2018. It mm-hmm. almost looked exactly the same. Um, yeah, I thought that this was good. I think that this is leading to Sky Pirates on the main roster. I think that that's I think that that's dope. Mm-hmm. I think EO and uh, Kyrie together makes a lot of sense because we never got that when Kyrie was there. Right. Um, and I'm here for it. And of course, it means what what does this mean for Oscar? Because of course, Kyrie was Oscar's tag team partner before she went away. And I do think it is very interesting that Michael Cole has made a point several times on commentary to say that EO and Oscar used to tag team together as the Triple Tails. Could we get like a trio that's similar to, to Triple Tails in WWE wow. with Kyrie instead of Mio Shirai? I think that's very interesting. Of course, we got that uh, report as well that, you know, they could be building a stable with those with uh, those three and one more member that people are going to be surprised by. Um and then we got Sean on the post show for uh, Crown Jewel saying that there is reports that they're trying to get Saray back. I don't know what that means. This, this, this could be cool things. I like the idea of us possibly getting this Joshi stable heading mm-hmm. into Survivor Series. Maybe this is like that Joshi stable against um, Bailey and who, whatever friends she can get to stand by her side there. I think that's an interesting story. Okay, that's uh this is leading if they lead it to that, that's gonna be interesting. Do you think Kyrie is going to have a different experience this time? Um, I think the expectations are different. Because when yeah. she came up from NXT the first time, she was coming off of a short lived NXT title reign. You expected if they were bringing her up that fast, they had something for her. Mm-hmm. Um and they didn't really, they just put her in a tag team. Um, right. we, didn't, we didn't get the big title matches we expected. I was hoping for Oscar versus Kyrie, and we never got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's, I think there's cool things that they can do with Kyrie this time around. Kyrie looks excited to be back. Yeah. We got the hilarious uh, clip of her standing in a hallway waiting to come out. Somebody from the crowd recognized her, and she was just like, "Yeah, what up?" <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, I, I. Big Kyrie Sane fan. Um, I enjoyed her time in stardom, but uh, getting to see her again in the U.S. is interesting as well. I like that she scratched that itch of going back to Japan to work some of the stardom women. Um, I wish we got a little bit more out of it, but are you kidding me? First ever IWGP Women's Champion um, getting to wrestle at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, that's all historic stuff for her. Mm-hmm. And probably going to be at WrestleMania next year. Like That's like... yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's some good stuff. Like, I'm really happy that she got to uh, live kind of both these dreams at, almost at the same time. So shout out yeah. to her for being back. And I think if they really get into that stuff, it's going to bring into some really dope stuff. The stuff with Saray, though, I'm like, huh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, um, this yeah. definitely with the building of this, this definitely, again, tells me Vince is not in charge. This is yes. definitely <laughs> Triple H stuff, um, which, I mean, look, I'm here for it. I, I have been a bit disappointed with uh, Oscar's return since Royal Rumble. They made it feel like it was going to be a big thing, and it kind of feels like the same way they always book Oscar. So yep. hopefully this leads to something interesting with those three women. I don't think that they're done with EO and Oscar. I think we can get another one-on-one match, and if even if we don't, if we get a tag match or something, we get a stable. I'm here for it. I thought that Kyrie's return was good. I thought it sucked that she didn't get a pop. Um, it would have been better if she was here in the U.S. or somewhere else because she would have got a Definitely. bigger pop. Mm-hmm. But for story reasons, it made sense to do it here. Um, and it made sense to do it in a way with the Bianca match. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I thought it was an interesting choice when they were doing it here at Crown Jewel, but I was like, I see why, but also yeah. like, why? <laughs> I would have rather had this on Raw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I, you got an you got another pay per view to build, like, and if I if I if they do use like a stable with those three women in it at Survivor Series, it makes sense to start trying to build to it now. Um, so maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, we'll uh, see. But yeah, cool return, big moment for Kyrie Zane. Um, excited to see her. Got Cody Rose versus Damian Priest. Um, this was a match. This was uh, this was Cody still being the great babyface, still incredibly over. Um, people love this guy, no matter where this company goes. Um, this guy should be WWE champion. <laughs> I just it, it, it's just so it's just so obvious, man. Like the guy is insanely over. Um, you still have him doing this stuff with Judgment Day. You had him wrestling Don at Money in the Bank. And now this time around, you got him wrestling Damian Priest. And this match was fine, but it was just the usual shenanigans stuff. It was, it was filler. It's, it's everything he's been doing since the Brock Lesnar feud has been filler. And you can make the argument that the Brock Lesnar feud was filler, was as, filler. as well. Mm-hmm. But at least that, that, that was interesting. This is just like, it very much feels like this guy is running in place until we can get to WrestleMania season. I thought it was very telling right after the match that Cole got on commentary and immediately said, hey, he's on the road to finishing the story. I'm like, yeah, I know. You've been holding this guy in place until we got back to <laughs> WrestleMania season. Uh, get to the shits, man. Get, get to it. Honestly, it feels frustrating for me uh, knowing how hot. He's still hot, though. That's the best part of it is yes. like his popularity hasn't waned with them trying to give us this. They continuously give us these bullshit non it doesn't matter stories like we've been seeing them him with judgment day on raw for the last six months like why are we even having this match and like they keep talking about that's i think that's what's making it even more frustrating is they keep being like the story the story the story but he's like not doing like i don't believe at this point why why should i believe that you're gonna beat roman you've been in a bunch of bullshit since the you know since wrestlemania you know what i mean like you haven't convinced me the I'm just watching this television program as to why, like if I'm anybody, like I know they're on different brands. I'm like, yo, I want Gunther to be the guy. They're on the same brands. Like I want Gunther to be the guy. Why are you, why would you be any of that? So it's just frustrating because he's still so over and he deserves to have something more consequential in all of these pay-per-views. Every time they get to a big show, he's either not on it or in some like, okay, we got to put Cody in a match, put him in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought his I thought his promo he cut on on Damian on Raw was good. I thought he he cooked that guy cooked that mm-hmm. guy up real good. And I, I thought this match was what it was. It was fine. Um, but like I said, let let's move Cody on to some stuff that matters now. Yeah, it, it's and let him be in that war. Is Cody is not in war games, and he you know, came back to WWE. That would be crazy. You know this guy <laughs> want to bleed. You know this guy want to be in a match that his dad created. You know, come you on, know what time it is? He Could you imagine if they don't put him in? That'd be crazy. I'd pretty sure they're going to put him in, but no. I'm just saying. Yeah, this this definitely feels like we're heading to baby faces up against Judgment Day in a War Games match. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not that, I could see it being like Team Aldis versus Team Pierce. Uh, it makes right. more sense at this point for it to be the the Judgment Day match. So, we'll see. I think it's yeah. I think it is good that we have uh authority figures again ahead of Survivor Series. I think it adds something to the uh pay-per-view again, but uh we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. main event um, yeah what did you think of this match uh, before I say anything 
Ah, I'm done here, Phil. I can't. Give this belt up, big dog. I'm tired of it. Like, when the shenanigans start going down, it's like, all right, again, here we go with the shenanigans. Like, it's not even, it's like a broken record, man. It's like, not fun. I don't, there's nothing interesting about it. Like, LA Knight's pop is like the best thing about this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but the rest of it is just like, oh, Roman's doing Roman. And it's like, not even interesting at this point. Yeah. uh, Main event, we got Roman Reigns going up against LA Knight. LA Knight is white hot right now. Massive. Probably one of the hottest wrestlers in the entire industry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, looking out in that crowd and seeing all of the L.A. Knight signs, seeing all of the kids with, like, the L.A. Knight vests on. And, I mean, before we even got to this match, we were getting loud L.A. Light, LA Knight chants. Loud, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it was really cool. This was the biggest match of his career. And I thought that he did well. I thought he, mm-hmm. he very much looked like he belonged in that position. He looked like he could hold a main event spot. Um, I thought that was the best thing about this. Um, this Definitely. was very much like a uh, coronating moment for him, even though he mm-hmm. didn't win the belt. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. think he came out of it looking less than either. No. I thought he came out of it looking like he could have won this match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, boy, I'm just bored of him as champion. I, yeah. I, I just am very bored of him as champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 get, I get you want to keep, like, a lot of these baby faces hot. And I get you want to keep this guy as like this hated heel. The chase. Yeah. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it, but we've got to find another creative way to do a Roman match, man. All of his matches are so formulaic at this point. You know how it's gonna go. It has almost all the exact same spots. The good thing I can say about this match is that um it was it was more concise this time around. It wasn't mm-hmm. him doing the usual walking around and, you know, trash talking and looking to, into the camera. We didn't get as much of that this time, so it didn't drag as much as like the SummerSlam match did. But yeah, I'm just I'm just ready for something different, man. Uh, and that's not to say that either of these guys did anything bad in this match. No. I just I just need something different, man. I'm just ready for something else, and mm-hmm. I'm just ready for Roman to do something else other than be champion or do something else with his character, man. Just mm-hmm. do something else, man. I'm just I'm ready. Yeah, uh, just like you said, L.A. Knight, I think, did exactly what he needed to do. People have been wanting to see him in this position, and he excelled. But yeah. it's like, man, we're doing this again. We got to like. Yeah. And then Roman's leaving after this again, too. It's like, you guys. Not, probably <laughs> probably not doing Survivor Series. What's um, going on here, man? Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, it's getting very boring. And, I mean. Roman is still a massive star. I get it. Definitely. LA, but this is now, he beat Sammy. Sammy was incredibly hot in Montreal. Massive. Massive, Massively over. Massively over in Montreal. Beat him. Beat Cody. Massively over in LA. Um, you You got the match at SummerSlam with Jay incredibly hot. Now you get another white hot baby face. And he's beat all four of them. And it just feels so just like, all right, man. You can't keep telling me that, all right, we don't have anybody that's there to beat him. Because that was the argument for the longest time. Like, who's going to beat him? You don't have anybody that's, that's strong enough or popular. You beat four guys this year that could have mm-hmm. been the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily buy into Jay as champion. But, man, as over as he can, you can make an argument for it. You can make a big, strong argument for Sammy beating him. Um, I, yeah, I just, look, I, I don't know if I'm 100% behind Sammy, Jay, or L.A. Knight being the world champion, but 
all the fans were. They were all ready yes. for uh, they were all ready for each one of those guys to beat Roman Reigns and like bloodthirsty for it. So it's like, what's going on here? So we're going back to this story's leading to Cody Rhodes beating him at WrestleMania. But I yes. don't also don't think that Cody Rhodes is gonna beat him at WrestleMania. Um if you if you do this match for a second time and Cody losing is again at WrestleMania, <laughs> I just don't know how you can justify that. I, I just don't know how you can justify that. I just think you you, you can't. You, you can't do it. Like, you, you cannot justify that. Uh, but at least, you know, you can you can try and buy into their logic, even though it's nonsensical, that you had to take this year to get around back to it. And at least, like you said earlier, Cody is still hot. This hasn't hurt him. Um, when they had that stare down on SmackDown on the, on the season premiere, it still was electric. People were yep. still into it. So you can still go back to this match and just do the right thing. Guys, do the right thing this time. <laughs> Please. They're going to have us telling this a, a whole another year of they didn't finish the story. They didn't finish the story. I just don't want to, man. You, you, you've Give got Cody's moment. Please. You've got, you got to put that belt on Cody at, at WrestleMania this year. You cannot keep holding this thing out, man. No. I, it, it, it's enough, man. Enough at this point, bro. Like, I. And Cody's grinding his ass to the bone to show yes. you guys that he's the guy. He's like, look, I'm at every house show. This is where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be outside. I can't wait to be a WWE superstar like every single day of his life. This guy has been <laughs> the most um, poised and interesting guy at all of the press conferences yeah. this year, man. <laughs> he's the guy. Put that belt on him. Stop it. Like, um, but yeah, I'm a WWE superstar, you guys. Put the belt on me, and they're just like, "All right, Cody, we got you, bro." But yeah, this was a this was a this was a decent show. Um, I think it was better than Fastlane. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a Saudi show. What you you expecting out of Saudi shows at this point? Not much surprise out of it. The biggest surprise we got was the Kyrie return. Um, even the title chain wasn't a big surprise. We all kind of predicted it going in. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fine. It was a show. There's gonna be a WWE store in Saudi in 2024. Did you hear? Yeah, they basically <laughs> spent most of the show telling us about the WWE experience in Saudi Arabia, um, which, like, like I said, who, who that they're advertising to is ever gonna go there? Um, well, I mean, we know what that's for. You're trying to continue to position Saudi Arabia as this travel um, destination, and it's just very. Like I said, the propaganda is just very, very nasty and uncomfortable. But this is what it like, is. Now. People can't even go. Regular people can't even go to the shows, right? Isn't it like all the tickets are all given to, given away? Like I don't understand what's going on here, but I guess it's not really hey, for hey, me to understand. No, hey. I understand exactly what's going on. <laughs> you understand what's going on? Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a good show. I guess it's a good chance. They I brought in those bags with the dollar sign on them. It's not just like a <laughs> like in yeah, the cartoons. <laughs> Yeah, they brought in the big Scrooge McDuck bags and put them on the table. And you know, Vince McMahon jumped out of jumped out of his chair with like the big dollar signs in his eyes. You know, you know uh, what it is. <laughs> 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 know what it is. Um, yeah, this was a this was a show. I enjoyed bit seven. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah, this is a good time to get into some super chats and see what yes. our listeners think. Definitely. Uh, we're going to start with some super chats from our friend Reggie Simmons, who says, what's up, Grapsity fam? Sunday coffee and Graps is a dope vibe. Definitely. That's the way you start your Sundays. And uh, Blunt, of course, if you do that. Uh, like our it. friend Bergov says, 
<laughs> get it in. Get a little bit of a coffee cake. Mm-hmm. A little get, bit of coffee cake. Get, get what it the edamins. <laughs> you know Still in the box. Phil getting this shit off. Happy grabs. This is from Graf. Uh happy grabs today. Uh Crown Jewel was mad, but LA Knight is shown like a star interrupting Roman's two hour entrance to be to the <laughs> contract hours. signing and match. Thoughts. We talked a little bit about uh yeah, uh, I'm I'm very happy for LA Knight. I thought that he came out of this looking really, really good. This was a guy that at the start of this year had that uh lights out match with Bray Wyatt, and people thought he was cooked after that. That was this year. This was in January. There was a Royal Rumble. People thought he was cooked after that match. This guy had come out hotter than ever. Time is crazy as hell, man. That seems yeah. like ages ago. But yeah, no, he is white hot, as hot as you can get. As hot as you can, this is like, I don't understand wrestling, man. Like, this is supposed, like, this is what you want, dude. This guy is super hot. Everybody's there, want him to win. Put the fucking belt on him or do something. I don't get it. Well, I mean, it, I, I do think that the coming out of this, because the second other story in this in the show was not just how well he came over, was Logan Paul's title match. And like I said, I think that we're leading to them getting their match. Ain't good for him. Yeah. Uh, Will Chisholm says, uh, I can't stand the rain. Let's go, Missy. Yeah, shout out to Missy. Shout out to Missy. Mm-hmm. Classic record. Uh, our fan, our friend Van Twinblade, shout out for the uh, very good super chat. Uh, says, Glory Pro is giving me a birthday present five days early, November 19th. Camaro takes the belt from Tank on December 17th. Ethan Page is coming in for a charity show with Operation Food Search. And also, Reg and Mike got damn the dad this week. Yes, this week on Indeed. We got Dan the Dad. We're going to be talking Glory Pro, and it's going to be super dope. Yeah. I saw you guys had uh, the new uh, Pan-African Diaspora World Champion as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to Suge. Uh, Go check out those two interviews. Yeah, Suge's so insightful, man. He dropped so many gems throughout that entire interview, so definitely go and check that out. Very proud of Suge and what he's doing right now. Will Chisholm also says... Uh, the problem is we don't get Drake and J. Cole on a song together, so you expect Drake, J. Cole is coming with some heat. That's hip-hop 101. Yeah, there's all these build-ups, I think, to songs like this. When you look at a track list, Phil, and mm-hmm. you see featuring J. Cole, you, you're you like, okay, these guys are going to be rapping at this point. Like That's what you expect as a hip-hopper, but the way that little Yachty put it, he's like, we don't care about any of that, dude. We care about the younger generation, much, don't they? Like, we care about pretty much all the other things that have to do with it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we we've gotten big moments from both of these guys. We got stuff like the Jodeci freestyle. They've done records together where they've both, you know, gone off. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Chisholm sends another one for Philip Lindsay. Um, I'm a punk fan, but me? I hate this punk stuff. Why is it for me? Um, it's punk. So Punk yeah. was getting his shit off on this little MMA broadcast. Um, boy, as we talked about this a little bit on Ice Grassy, but as somebody that doesn't take a lot of this stuff seriously, I thought him. I thought this was very funny. <laughs> I thought. I thought. <laughs> I thought him at them asking him, man, like, man, this is what a CM Punk the book show looks like, man. Have wow. they ever thought about giving you your own show? <laughs> I thought that was really no, funny. Whoever else is on commentator, we should get his name. Was going in. He's like saying t- tna references you're gonna make an impact like he was doing his thing <laughs> yeah he was getting all of the inside jokes in i thought it was really funny uh people have pointed out that he had the wwe right. handkerchief in his pocket mm-hmm. that i thought it was funny um I, this, oh, this wow. wrestling guys it's not that serious man this <laughs> yeah. guy is still one of the most talked about guys in wrestling they just put out that merch thing the guy is 
still one of the top merch sellers in all of wrestling, mm -hmm. which is insane. This guy went away for seven years, was hurt most of this year, and then got fired. And he's still one of the top <laughs> merch sellers of this year. That's just insane. Um, and still one of the most talked about guys, still one of the most clickable, uh, clickbait names to throw up on a on anything, video, articles. Uh, and he's, he's having a blast with it. I think it's funny. He got his little uh, IG... Uh, uh, got a little IG post off this week um, with another well-known name from hip-hop, uh, Biggs Burks. I thought all of this was really funny. Really? See, it, like, it, it has to be like Phil said. If you don't take it serious, it's hilarious. If you yes. take it a little bit of serious, like if you believe that he's going to WWE, that makes it all extra funny to me. Like, all of this, whatever this is, it's funny. If he's not going to WWE, hilarious. If he's going to WWE, hilarious. The biggest thing, if you guys haven't seen Nice Scraps this week, Phil and I have a great, great laugh about all the big stuff for sure because <laughs> the connections are just wild as hell. But um, then he gets on this MMA broadcast and he's like playing into it, doing the wink, wink, nudge, nudge shit. And I was like, all right, man, let's just make it fun at this point. Like yeah. he's fired from there. So like, what well, what are we doing? Yeah, it's wrestling, man. <laughs> Uh, our friend Eloquent says, uh, salute fellas, Dynamite on Wednesdays looking crazy. First of all, shout out to Eloquent who just released a new project. If you guys want to go to Eloquent's Bandcamp right now, putting out some super heat right now. Yeah, Phil, after Dynamite this last Wednesday, people were, oh my God, you thought that the company was over. People were like, oh, we're done here. Bury them. Uh, mm -hmm. Put take a fork in them. They're done. Like, it was wild, but... It seems after the developments on Collision that next Dynamite, we shouldn't be saying that same thing. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting place to talk about the current state of AEW. Correct. Because, uh, yeah, this was an interesting week for AEW. I think you came out of a very good Collision last Saturday. Um, you got the the Halloween match with uh, Abaddon. It was really cool to see Abaddon again. Mm -hmm. uh, Abaddon came out with the fire spawn cosplay. You also got uh, uh, Sheeta coming out with the Resident Evil cosplay. Fun match. Then, of course, we ended the night with a fantastic main event, Kenny Omega versus MJF. Um, it seemed like things were uh, looking up, man, after that collision because this was, this was fun. This was a fun episode of Collision. I would say it was the best episode of Collision in a while. Um, and we came to Dynamite and, uh, we didn't get a much of, uh, what made that episode of Collision, uh, fun. Uh, we, we got another very, uh, Mac-centric episode. Um, we got another very sports entertainment-centric episode. Mm. And, uh, you know, the internet let them have it. Um, uh, the internet was not, uh, happy with this episode. Um, it's gotten tanked on a cage match. Um. We got a lot of uh, discourse on Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, this this guy, is uh, 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 that episode was, uh, it's going to sound crazy, Vince Russo style booking mm. episode. Yeah. Mm. Tying this whole thing together with MJF through the whole thing. I'm like, this is very reminiscent of yeah. that. And that's um, not what we're trying to do here, I think. Yeah, a lot of, uh, as uh, last year in our chat is saying, a lot of old people on there as well. Because, um, I, I, look, I think the thing that made Collision so good is it tied up AW lore. It Correct. tied up 
Kenny going like, yeah, I am the longest reigning AEW world champion. This belt means something to me. And if you're going to beat my record, you got to beat me. And the story of that match was good. We got so many good things coming out of that. We and got Phil, it. that's the heart and soul of AEW. Yeah. That story that they tell there, that's what brought everybody to the dance. That's what we yeah. want. Yeah, we, we got like a good few uh, episodes of build up of that. We got some. And so the, the collision stuff, the culmination of that was great. And it was like, hey, why can't you do more of that? And so coming into this episode of Wednesday, I was like, all right, um, Kenny Omega, other than MJF, has the most issue with Jay White, correct? These correct. guys just had like the, the makings of a feud at All In. So on Wednesday, when Max came in after he shook hands with Kenny at the end of the show, I thought for sure, all right, this is an easy, this is an easy choice. Max and the Elite versus the Bullet Club goal would have been the main event. We didn't get that. And I was very surprised that we didn't get that. We, yeah. What we got was Max going backstage, going door to door, and trying to find uh, 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 three tag partners. And <sighs> Wasn't me... that uh, the uh, Jericho interaction very fitting? Didn't it feel like? It was very, very fitting. <laughs> I tweeted that at the time when it happened. And him going to knock on Kenny Omega's door and Jericho coming out and just looking around like, nah, bro, I got Kenny. Beat it. Um <laughs> I this was very very he opens very, the door Jericho vortex and just closes it back. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Definitely felt like uh, uh, Ghostbusters opening their refrigerator and had the big it had the big black hole in it going to to the world where Ghoster is in it. Um, <laughs> um, that that's very much how this felt. But yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I like I like stuff like having an overarching storyline for an entire episode. Correct. Yes. Um, but depends on what the story is. Though. This just this just didn't do it for me, man. Like mm -hmm. it was there were parts of it that I enjoyed. I thought I like the Wardlow part. I thought yeah. that was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. The Wardlow exchange was good. I thought some stuff like him still have keeping that energy for Darby. Still don't like Darby, but man, is it fair to say at this point that the Roddy Strong stuff has run its course it's just yes. not it's it's just it's it's run it's they've run it into the ground it's just not as funny as it initially was i'm ready to move on from that uh, you know why i thought that i thought that after watching collision last night and seeing max is also kind of mixed up with the acclaim stuff so it, it it's still yes. a bit iffy but like at one point in collision they got the recap of everybody talking about max being pinned by jay white and that promo that max cut right there was crazy like this yes. is like this is how you do it and like the the matches that like he has the match with daniel garcia like the stuff that he's been doing recent is like that's what we want as the world champion why do we keep getting this sports entertainment bullshit yeah it was just a little bit too much it was too much like hammed up character stuff it was too much like uh funny stuff that wasn't that funny to me like I said, I initially really liked the Roddy stuff, but it is yeah. just it's got it's going on too long. Even had him at, having Adam Cole on the TV, too it was much. just like yeah. Like let just let Adam Cole. Let's forget about Adam Cole, you know, yeah. and let him heal. And then when he comes back, we got the big thing. But if we're gonna keep doing this Roderick Strong skit every week, I can't, I can't. Adam, Not yeah, right. I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, even like I I like the payoff of getting the Max stuff with Caster coming to TV. That was cool for a few weeks, but I didn't need that to turn into a storyline. I didn't need to, that, that to turn into this big angle in the midst of that. Um, yeah. Let's get into it, Phil. Is it is this concerning for AEW? 
Um, the Ric Flair shit, this match, yeah. stuff, like all of it, in 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 as a whole. Yeah. So I, I of course, you know, the episode itself re- being received so poorly also came the days before we got the news that uh, Ric Flair signed a multi-year deal. Now, of course, we got on the podcast when Ric Flair showed up on Dynamite, and it was just like, all right, he'll probably be here for maybe a one-off or a few episodes to do its thing. And then we got that uh, report that, okay, well, he's going to be there at least until Revolution. And I said, all right, a few months. I don't, okay. I don't need to see this guy. Then we got the Variety article. <laughs> Uh, that revealed that he signed a multi-year deal. This dude got a whole rollout. This guy did an interview with Variety. He did the interview with uh, Gabby Lispiza. He got an interview with somebody else. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> this guy getting this big rollout of all of this. Yeah. Uh, oh, he did the interview on The Observer, too. With the, like, yes. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, right. he, he had a few things come out that day. At, at, that day, Ric Flair was everywhere on my timeline. That was crazy. I did not want it. This was a very, very poor optic for AEW, I think. It that was the same day I asked Grassley because I was like, I do not want to talk about it. It was this. Thursday. And we had to talk about it. It was, it was Thursday. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, this was every day. Uh, and, and matter of fact, I'm wrong. I said a few days later. It was the day after the, the day dynamo. after. And mm-hmm. so, um, boy, not with my friend intended when he came up with the idea. Day after Dynamite. Dad. <laughs> we don't need any more dads on the show. It's enough. Go, calm down. Uh, <laughs> calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, I get the Christian thing, but all right, you guys. Like, let's get some youngsters on here. <laughs> C- calm down. Um, uh, but, yeah, so we got this the day after Dynamite. And boy this was such a bad look man optics it, are crazy the optic was crazy and then i think also how it looks of um like i said you had all this interesting kenny stuff with max that i felt like you could have kept playing into you could have kept playing into the jay white stuff as well and then it's like nope nope we're just going to keep teaming him with jericho and we're doing this street fight where it's, it's kenny and jericho and big show <laughs> and, and kota Ibushi for some reason against the don Callis family and it's just like no, I don't want to see Kenny doing that. I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want it. And, and like I said, cool. We got Edge there. Um, Edge is doing his stuff with Christian, but it's just like, bro, there's just it's just too much nostalgia act, buddy. It's too much. Uh, it's yeah. too much. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like the the thing that made this this company great was an alternative to the other company. Mm-hmm. If you're just gonna keep bringing in guys that I saw in the other company and doing comedy stuff that I can see on the other show, what's the point? Like, it doesn't um nostalgia doesn't hit as hard if there's a lot of it. Like if there it's just the, too much. The reason that Sting hit is it because it was only Sting. But and then now it's like we got Sting, we got Ed, yeah, it, Edge, we got you got like all these people like eventually it's like okay, well now it's like that special thing has worn off because we got 10 of these. Yeah, and I mean Sting also came in with Mystique. Sting came in um wanting to finish off his career in a better way than his WWE career ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that stuff was interesting. We're also talking about a guy that, in my opinion, I don't even think it's opinion. It's probably a fact at this point is the most well-known non WWE wrestler There is the most well-known non WWE star there is is sting. And so to see him go to an alternative company and have another good run. Yeah, that's compelling. But if you're bringing in a guy like at this point in Ric Flair is that, I don't want to see Russell, which is the other part about this. We got oh, the report God that damn. he's clear to wrestle. Come I on. do not want to see this man wrestle, bro. I don't. Well, I like, do. stop it, man. When that came out, <laughs> I was like, we don't need to know this information. Why? What's going on here? I don't want this. I don't want this. There's not one scenario in the world, Phil, where I'm like, no, I want to see this guy kick Ric Flair's. Like, I don't. There's nothing. I don't want it. I don't want any of it. 
No, and I if, don't. Like you're do- I don't want to see you do Ric Flair and Sting. Like you guys got a combined age of 147 years old or something. Like I don't want to see this shit. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I don't want it, man. And he he has that quote from the Variety article where he's like, man, I think I'm a better talker than, than Max. I want the match with Max. We don't want this match, man. When 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 uh we seen that Osprey uh tweet over there and 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 Seth was like, come on, man, the water's warm. The water is cold, Rick. Stay over there. <laughs> I want it. The I don't want. Cold, the water is cold, bro. Stop. <laughs> and the issue is, it's like seeing episodes like this week. I'm like, Max will probably want to do it. Ew, what's going on here? Don't talk like that. Let's just get this all out of the world. I don't yeah, want I it. I don't want it, man. This was a very uh, oh, this was a very uh not fun week of aw news cycle and and programming um and it's so it's so weird because i felt like right after the punk firing in september i thought they bounced back really well they did um and them now, stringer shows like the the wrestle uh dream fucking yeah all, like it was some heat in there a lot yeah it, they bounced back really well right after the punk stuff and all out all out was a good show yep but Man, October, man, October hit us hard, man. Like the title Tuesday stuff, like oh. him trying to promote for that, him being Tony Khan trying to promote for that, and now you've got yourself out here looking like a, a hypocrite because you brought in a touchy feely guy <laughs> into your into your company after you, you know, tried to get a gotcha moment off on other touchy feely old guy. Like, ah, man, it just it was very very disappointing, man. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying it's gloom and doom because there were things that I enjoyed about this episode of Dynamite. Yeah. I just wish that there was more of it. I thought the women's match was good. I thought Willow versus Sheeta was good. Uh, I, I like that we're still seeing Willow in these positions, but push this woman, man. Give her, mm-hmm. give her a trajectory to one of these titles, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the, the Tony Storm stuff was still good with Sheeta. I, I, I'm enjoying the build to that pay-per-view match. Um, I thought that, uh, <laughs> Out of this, um, surprisingly, this was the most interested I've been in the Young Bucks in a long time. I thought that they came out of their match. I, I mean, the way that they booked the match was, eh, but the aftermatch stuff was good. I thought the stuff of Matt being upset and going back and being spicy with Kenny in the, in the locker room, I enjoyed all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chris Jericho trying to talk crazy to them, and they were kind of looking around like, who is this guy? Why are you letting this guy talk? Like, why is he in our locker room? I yeah. thought all that stuff was good. Yeah, that probably was the strongest part of Dynamite for me, honestly, was that promo because it just it's going to tell so many stories for both sides. Like, yeah. I want Kenny to really sit back and be like, man, what am I doing with Jericho? What the fuck's going on here? These guys are right. But I think the most important thing was the Young Bucks being like, what the hell's going on here? We're the Young Bucks and we can't even get help from the elite and we're the fucking yeah. elite. What's going on here? Very yeah. strong stuff. And I thought beyond big show being in there my big homie's gonna be in the ring with kenny omega and kota bushi so like there's some good things that are attached to that i definitely would rather see kenny omega in a you know main event one-on-one match but you know we're slow walking the dog still with kenny omega in AEW, and that's just what what's gonna happen to happen here yeah i thought uh i thought the christian segment was uh was good i thought the Mm -hmm. christian segment with adam was good um i'm i'm still interested in the pay-per-view match i think they've done a good job of building to that match um there were things that i like but like i said it's just stuff that i just i don't think it's over though there's no need for doom and gloom because like i think exactly what the story we could tell is after collision like the card for dynamite is crazy like the dynamite is going to be dope and that's what 
the the crew I think over there at AEW is because they're that's what uh kind of being uh on the internet so much gets you like you see all this bullshit but then you could kind of course correct if you really are with it and I think that's the benefit of this social media shit sometimes because them people are over there reading about you guys being like this is a terrible dynamite this is this we don't like this shit these are the things we don't like and they're trying to help and they're trying to correct it so we got a super hot dynamite coming up and hopefully the narratives and the optics and all these things get a little bit better because it was crazy in October yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm I'm excited that we're getting more matches on Dynamite that I'm interested in. Um, man, just get back to telling good stories as well. Like, I think that was the thing when, like, because people have been, like, sharing, like, the clips from, like, even the Mox and Eddie Kingston uh, build for Full Gear from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And just, like, remembering just how good that was. Like, just get the stuff like get back to stuff like that, man. Like the that comedy stuff is cool. Like uh, com- comedy stuff has always been a big part of this company because the elite have always enjoyed doing their comedy stuff, even as heels. Um, but I just feel like it's gotten a little bit overbearing at times. Yeah. Um, and like I said, some of it's not bad. Some of it I enjoy, but it's just a little bit too much of it. When you see it in like the how Dynamite presented it, it's like four different comedy segments we're like okay like give me one or two like I, yeah. th- this company was built off comedy spots and segments but like if they're back if there's a bunch of them then i'm like all right this is overkill you know what i mean yeah and i mean also opening match of dynamite was really really good claudio first and orange cassidy that he, was that was fire we got we also got the aftermatch stuff with mox and, and orange cassidy i thought that was great as well Ooh, mox's promo oh my god yeah. that was that was mm. really really good uh mm. Um, I thought uh, Claudio being upset that he lost that match and kind of standing alongside the ring, looking outside and looking the other way where Mox is in there just beating the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> I thought that that was great. And then as soon as somebody tried to step in to get somebody off of Mox, like the security stepped in, that's when Claudio was like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I thought all that stuff was great. Um, I yeah, really that first that. match was, was heat, man. The way that orange and we saw a little bit of it in that tag match like when we know when they started cooking there we were like oh man this singles match is going to be crazy they get to the singles match and the way that they're countering and the way that they're striking and the way that they're doing these crazy lucha transitions and stuff that they learn being members of the chikara factory the way that him and that orange and claudio transition into the big swing they've done Mm -hmm. it twice now it's like this is sorcery man this is amazing yeah that match was fire this two shows in a row with two fire uh openings if we're going to get in collision here i mean orange cassidy is a cheat code every time this guy has that belt you can just throw him on and give him an open opening match Mm -hmm. and he's going to do well i thought this Mm -hmm. this was good and tells really good stories man what a good storyteller in all of his matches yeah another crazy thing i saw this week outside of this is that Somehow Rampage has become the most consistent AW show. <laughs> when did, this, when did this happen? I've been seeing people <laughs> saying that a lot. When did this and happen? You know what? It, it just quietly has Tony Khan knows how to hone in on that show. Put a good lucha match, put a good women's match, and put some other kind of something in there, and we're gonna cook. And that's really just the way to do it. And that's what's been successful for Rampage. People counted Rampage out for a long time, Phil. You know, my co-host Denise Alcedo on Wednesday <laughs> does not watch Rampage. I tell you that. This so was, like, yeah, this was an eventful episode of Rampage. I thought uh, the opening match was was good, of course, with the Luchadors. Uh, 
course, uh, Vikingo versus Commander versus Penta. I thought Spot that was food, great. Baby. Um, I also thought that the storytelling that they did with the women, they started planting the seeds for the breakup of uh, Outcast, and it, it seems like they might be turning Ruby face. I don't know if I'm misreading it, but it's looking uh, like that to me. There were some interesting things there. Uh, we saw the impact of Tony Storm uh, moving on and becoming a bigger star, and seeing that Soraya is a bit jealous and tried to downplay it a little bit. I thought all of this stuff was good. I also thought like the Sky Blue Weekly Sky Blue match was good. Um, and, and shout out to my boy Dan Garcia. Let's go get a title match. That's the big story coming out of this. That Dan Garcia had a good match with Trent to end the night, and then he had cut, cut a fire promo calling out Max, real. and he's going to get his match this week on Wednesday. <laughs> it's always it's always the best when it's real. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was good. Um, and it would hit a little bit hard if we weren't doing, still doing this fucking belt-stealing gimmick. I, I thought, like, th this was the week to end it. I thought that this was the week. If, I mean, you're doing Last week with the Kenny Omega, like, it felt weird him coming out with the belt for Kenny yeah. Omega. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this this, this very, very much felt like after the Kenny Omega match, you should have turned this into, all right, I respect you, Max. You beat me. It's your it's your belt. It's your record to break. Mm -hmm. But let's make this right. And when you set the stipulation for um, Jay to give him his belt back if he won, again, this should have been Max in the elite the beating elite. this guy and taking back the company oh, from Kenny, Bullet Club. Kenny could have beat Jay White and then got the belt back to Max, and then that tells the story of Jay White and Kenny. Like, there was a lot yes, that could have you, been told and, there, and You yeah. didn't have to pin Jay White to do that, but right. I very much like the idea of the elite helping them run them off. And then at the end, Kenny reluctantly hands the belt back to Max <laughs> because it is his. And you, you, you can do so much more than that that acclaimed finish that we got with like all of the goofiness of scissoring. Yeah, some was, of it was funny, but I think that story is so much better. I was going to ask you how you kind of feel about the acclaim being involved in the whole thing the last couple. Because they pivoted the comedy stuff from not so much a Adam Cole to the acclaim. And how does it, how do you feel about it? Um, I like the acclaim. The acclaimed are still very much over. Very I, much. Did, I didn't need them in this spot. I think that it made more sense to have the elite in this spot because of the elite's history with Bullet Club Gold. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a horrible idea to have the acclaim in a main event spot because they are over. But right. I just felt like this was just so much more of what I have not enjoyed about Dynamite that mm -hmm. it just didn't really work for me. And that's not because the acclaim did something wrong. I just think that, like, for your world champion, I would rather see him in the mix of stuff that feels like it matters, not like some one-off... Um, like play to this internet joke that people get on Twitter if you follow Max and Max Caster. I just would have rather to see more of the elite stuff than the acclaimed in this position. That's just That's my preference. Very fair and exactly how I feel. I like the acclaim a lot. They're very over. I like them as trios champions. They should continue to be trios champions. I don't even think they needed to be inserted at this point. They no. could have told the story. If MJF loses the championship, then we start telling the story. But MJF is the world champion. Like, yes. why? I love everything else that's a, like, I love that Wardlow's after him, Samoa Joe's after him. They randomly showed my big homie watching him one day, and I still haven't, they still haven't said anything about that. But that got one of those, you know, I was like, yo, what's going on here? I like that a lot. Like, everything else is happening. And then I was like, why did they add the acclaim thing in here to kind of muddy it up? Yeah, it very much felt like um, those guys know that that's a joke that, um, people enjoy on Twitter and so they were like alright let's take this to Twitter and that's one of those things that Max does really well yes. he's very hyper aware and when it works it works 
when it misses, boy, sometimes yeah. it misses, man. Yeah. And I felt like this was, I don't want to say a miss, because like I said, it started off funny when you had Max uh, come up and massage him. I mm-hmm. feel like you could have done like some bits backstage, and that was it. You didn't need to turn this into like an actual the match. Story. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, maybe other people enjoyed it more than I did. But for me, I thought that the, uh, the Elite stuff made more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was more interested in him teaming with those guys, but it is what it is. We also got that nothing tag match with uh 2.0 that really felt like it didn't need to happen. Um, it just, it, it is what it is. Uh, but like you said, it, it feels like the company, um, saw some of the criticism and they're trying to pivot. It very much felt like collision was set up as this show to go, Hey, look, we're trying to do more matches next week. They set up the, uh, match with um, Penta and Swerve, which is going to be fire. AR Fox and Swerve opening collision was mm. great. I, I loved it. I loved the way they opened the show. I loved that visual of uh, AR Fox beating down on Swerve and rolling down the ramp while the pyros were still going off mm-hmm. to start the show. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then we got, unexpectedly, Samoa Joe uh getting a challenge from keith lee that pop when keith lee stepped on it onto the screen was really cool i think yeah. we forget how much fans like keith lee yeah um and i think that could be a good match um uh, everything they have set up for for next week's episode of dynamite looks good so mm-hmm. hopefully they come out of this and pivot well they trying to bounce back yeah i thought uh ar fox and and swerve was crazy man the way yeah. that the i love the story of the match of like AR Fox just smothering him the whole time, like off rip, not letting Swerve breathe for one second. But the issue is, is it's on record that these guys know each other so well that Swerve is continuously countering his stuff because he knows like all of his stuff. Same way with AR Fox, continuously counters. The counters in this match were crazy. Swer- yeah. uh, AR Fox hit all, all of his dives were insane. Yeah. But the way that Swerve works as like a big main event star is like no other man. The way that he transitioned, both of them kind of, because they were both hitting like sick transitions into each other. The transitions in this match were why nuts, did, man. Why'd they break these two guys up? Man? I don't know, just, man. Come on, man. I, I was sitting there watching this match like, Damn. Man, just, just, just get these two back together, man. Get them back. We all uh, want it. Everybody wants it. Like, even at the end when they started surrounding Air Fox, I'm like, just hug them, man. Like, we, we, just forgot, about, we forgot about it. <laughs> Yeah, man, that move, I don't know what you call that move this word pulled off where it looked like he was going to do a power bomb. Power bomb into the power slam. That was crazy. Oh, what was that? Yo, I was like, when I watched that, I was like, oh, this, we out here cooking. No, nah, we, we playing for reals right here. <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. That was a, that looks like a backyard wrestling spot I would hit. Shout out to Swerve for doing that. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, but yeah. um, the moral of the story is, damn, just get them back, man. We'll forget about everything that happened if you just put them back in the mogul embassy. I don't, don't think we're gonna, I don't think we're going. I don't think we're going to get it, but I don't uh, think so either. Yeah, but uh, yeah, strong, super strong way to open the show. They got a lot of time. They told a great story. They could still tell some more because it does. It feels like unfinished business. So I loved yeah. it. I would like to see more of him doing the you know lucha underground opponents. I think that's cool. They're playing instead again, like I said, getting Penta on Wednesday. I Hot. think that that's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Penta just got the big win on Friday night on uh, Rampage as well. So, yeah, it's a good way to play off of those two things at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. There were things I enjoyed about Collision, but Collision also felt like filler in some ways to set up this episode of Dynamite coming up. Definitely not as strong as last week's episode of Collision. Yeah, the uh, the, the the big 10-man tags that they do, 
don't hit as much if like you don't have like CM you know what I mean like CM Punk played a big reason as to why these I, main event 10 man tags hit so hard like something isn't connecting when they do it again in situations like this you know what I mean yeah um it very much also felt like this week on collision it it didn't feel that way last week because we got the big main event mm-hmm. um but now it feels like because Brian's not there Brian Brian was That's there the as, like the fixture to have the big matches and to be the star just, on the show. I didn't even think about that. And yeah, you that's didn't a big have, void. You didn't have Brian this week, and it's, it's no longer the CM Punk show. So we're again in this conversation about trying to find an identity for the show. It's just mm. bad luck that that happened to Brian. Mm. Um, Speaking but, of Brian, though, we did get an amazing announcement. We did. Uh, wow. I thought, I, thought the, I thought the way that they also kept the stuff going with the injury. We got a lot of news about the injury. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this week I don't know, man. Uh, that that I don't I don't really need to know all of the inside outside of when mm-hmm. he got injured. Yeah, what what the specific spot was? We got it was at one thirty five of the madness. Like, all right, dude. Like, we Ryan's got a lot of that. We want week. him to be back. <laughs> we got a lot of that this week. Uh, but yeah, I the official news is that Brian is injured. He does have a, a orbital injury. Um, but you know, he, as I was hoping, cause they, they kept, um, driving home. He will be back by the end of the year. He will be back by the end of the year. And I was like in time for January, huh? Yep. Right so, on time. Right on time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see this every week in our podcast. So I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just acknowledge it this one time. My point isn't that it's that. They don't have punk on the show. The show, so it's, it's lesser than. My point is that the show has to find its identity. It has to find the star. If you if you promote a show as the CM Punk show for the entirety of its existence, it has to find a different identity. That's not me being a punk fan. That's just a fact. <laughs> it is. It's just a fact. Stop being daft, bro. And I don't care if you're just joking. Stop being fucking daft. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that is something that's continuously. So no, I, I understand what Phil's trying to say. He just like, it's like every week it's a different show. Like this show yes, is totally that's different. My enti- show that's my only week. point here. Yeah, it's just it. figure out what this show is at this point. That's all. That's all I want mm-hmm. you to do. It's the same issue I have with Ring of Honor. I think right. some of the stuff on Ring of Honor has been strong. Just figure out what the show is, man. Right. <laughs> It'll benefit everybody if they figure out what it's saying. Let's get into a couple of uh, Super Chats. Um, Chris Allen says... Drew losing clean wasn't best for business, and I like Seth wrestling, but I hate his current character. Uh, I think it works for business because I think Drew should be a heel, and I think all of the teas to turning heel are great. Yeah, if we're leading to Drew being heel, that's that's the money. Uh, Will Chisholm says Cena just did that, just did what Cody did when he got squashed by Malachi Black, taking his boot off. Oh, he should have did what he did and take his boots off and all that. That's how I knew it wasn't a regular. Do you know no. WWE when they do retirements, you got to lose the boots. Leave he take it. He take his sneakers off. He take his. Uh, <laughs> he take his sneakers off. So it ain't real. He take the sneaks. No, it's not real. That's why I didn't believe it. Deontay Swanier, our friend, says uh, wrestling is the only thing where it's doomsday o'clock, and then three days later, now nah, we back. L O M M A O. I love wrestling. What's good, boys? Hope all is well. Appreciate that, Deontay. Yeah, uh, hope all he, is well. Yeah, he also says Kyrie is back. Pirate Princess in the cut again. EO Sky versus Kyrie Sane. Build, please. Been begging for this. Joshi Wrestling winning right now. God bless women's wrestling. It is kind of winning. I am very sad that it feels like Tam's uh, 
title run is going to end with her vacating it because she's injured. Ah, uh, unfortunate. But I'm tired of injuries, man. She's had a good year. Uh, I just, I just, uh, unfortunate. A lot of injuries over on the stardom side. Hate it. It's tough. It's tough, tough ass schedule, man. Uh, Will Chisholm also says Triple H is nasty building a new faction with Kyrie and EO, and maybe two more. Vince is throwing up. <laughs> Vince this is, is definitely like what the fuck is this? What, what is this? What is this, Paul? What is this stuff? <laughs> what are you doing here, man? What are you doing, Paul? Nobody likes that. Uh, Will Chisholm also says, and it feels like if they don't want Cody to take an L, but can't wrestle Seth or Gunther for the title, yeah, like that would be something if he was chasing that championship too. But he's just he's like he's existing out there. He's made it clear he don't want that belt. But That's still, like. I wanted like at least you like think you kind of like are he he said in interviews he's made it very clear on the show itself I don't want that belt I want Roman's belt ah uh, that's what it is uh Stephen Markukuli says uh does Bianca recruit Jade with help for damage control starting their story is that where we bring in Bianca I mean Jade it's been interesting this week Phil because like the push the last week or so hasn't been like it was for Jade here. Um, yeah, I think this is the best chance to bring her in at Survivor Series. I don't know about Jade coming straight in and doing a War Games match. This sounds yeah, probably not. Yeah, for her so. to be like her first <laughs> wrestling, wrestling match, wrestling match at WWE to be this big like hardcore stipulation match. Um, but I do think if you do like a multi-woman match at Survivor Series, that's kind of the best way to bring her in and kind of uh, disguise any of her weaknesses and elevate her strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's a big, you know, it's a big four pay-per-view. So it's a makes sense for her to debut there. I don't know if that's the case, but um, if she don't debut there, then when are we waiting? When, when is it happening? When is it? Yeah. Uh, well, Chisholm also says, oh, I think the punk shit is funny. I'm talk- I'm more talking about the fans. Yeah, the fans are the ones that can't really. Yeah, I mean, he's mm-hmm. very polarizing. And I think at this yeah. point, um, uh, you've... <laughs> Elite fans are agitated, and then you also have punk fans arguing with elite fans. So it's just <laughs> never ending. It just keeps going and going and going. It's a vicious I, cycle. <laughs> I, I, I swear I do not want to see people either tweeting one of three time things anymore, but it's just going to keep going. A, Hangman was right. Look at this uh, promo. Or ooh. B, Eddie Kingston, man, he was right. Look at this promo. Guys, Eddie Kingston promo was a work. Yes. I don't know if this is a secret. It was a work. It was a work. It wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so then, then the other third thing is, uh, all right, man, are we finally ready to acknowledge that this guy wasn't a draw and all this stuff? It's like, guys, stop it, man. Just stop. It, it, mm. It's over. He's gone. He's not there anymore. He got fired. Move on. <laughs> it's over. Like, what's that going to prove to you? Oh, yeah, he wasn't a draw, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, all right, guys, you got it. Uh, Anime Otaku 2. Shout out to Anime Otaku 2. Hasn't been in here for a couple weeks, I think. I genuinely want Emmy or Abaddon as TBS champion, at least. Also, put Abaddon in House of Black as Julia's muscle. I would have had Sky too before this week. Uh, Wait, hold on. That was crazy. Are you back? Well, yeah, okay. I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about the uh, Julia's miss? <laughs> that was not good. Man. That wasn't too good, huh? wasn't good it's the science behind the mist phil it ain't it ain't easy as you can see yeah i I can't yeah i can't do it man like i i 
I, I think at this point, Sky Blue is just better as a baby face, and maybe that's, that's where we should go with this. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I, that that uh, that miss wasn't it, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, she's just such a... I didn't really want... I, I like the story that they were trying to tell, and I see why people saying it, but yeah, she's such a strong baby face. Like, I don't think we needed to get exactly into the, the heel Mm-mm. stuff at this moment. Yeah, um, I, I also agree, Alex. That is one of those tweets that I want people to stop doing too. CM Punk's the devil, guys. Like Liquor was funny the first few times. <laughs> it's getting less and less funny. It's not him. Stop. <laughs> Keep burning it into the ground. Uh, Will Chisholm also says, "Has the Big Show? How did the Big Show become a part of this? I thought we were building to Hobbs versus Kenny after he killed Dr- Chris Jericho. I hope so. I hope that's still happening. I know. Uh, Jericho wants uh, Big Show in it. That's how he got in it." That's how. <laughs> that's it. That's the you don't remember Jared's show? That's how. That, that's the answer to your question, Will. That he he uh, he won a big show in it. So here we are. Uh, Shotkit29 says, uh, people forget it's pro wrestling. Things ebb and flow all the time. WWE has plenty of bad periods, and AEW is going through a low right now. Simple as that. Yeah, it happened. Um, yeah, it just, uh, they had a bad few weeks of uh, press and, you know, reaction to their shows. It happens. But they'll bounce back. Uh, Alexander, Fitz, our last super chat for now. Alexander Fitzgerald says, "I hate when I see Keith Lee trending on Twitter. It's Keith Lee, the food critic. LOL. No, seriously, I'm going to my first Dynamite this week, and I'm hyped. Good show out there in Portland, Alexander. Uh, I'm excited for y'all get a dope show like that, and it's going to be dope. But yeah, every time I see the Keith Lee stuff, I'm like, basking yeah. my glory, limitless, and it's never. It's always to help me with the." Dread guy that is a food critic on TikTok. Um, I got it. Nah, Let's man. try it and rate it one through ten. Shout out to the homie. I'll be fucking with his videos. Nah, man. He <laughs> listen. I told people. I, I didn't see none of that drama when he came to Chicago. He came right. here and rated all rated all the chicken spots, and he went home. That was it. He came man. and had a good time. No, no issues. He liked it. He rated the chicken and was like, "All right, see y'all later." <laughs> nah, man. He went to Atlanta and it was crazy. They acted like that guy was Omar or something. Man. Off rip. Soon as he got there, they were hassling him. Man, it's crazy. And it's crazy, kind of how that, um, how that's becoming a thing. Because it used to be like with just music that going viral off of TikTok and shit will make you into something. But now, like. Keith Lee's a food critic, essentially, and he just used to be like an MMA fighter or whatever, but like he's like the biggest food critic in the world now just off of fucking TikTok, TikTok man. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't understand why people were making a big deal out of this, but it's, it's Twitter. People make a big deal out of everything. And um, I continuously hear this about Atlanta. Anybody from Atlanta yeah. chime in, but like they, I hear like it's pretty wild out there. It's a mess. All of these people from Atlanta that were not like in the food industry that felt slighted by this, they were like, no, you got a point. I saw a bunch of people that were like, yeah, I've been there and it's like that. I didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's all the super chats for now. I don't even know if we've gotten the humper chats today. We have not. I'm sure we have a <laughs> bunch of them. If somebody's gonna yell at me again, and then I'm gonna like be confused. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, of course, that that chat was yelling at me. I just, yes. I see this a lot that people are just like, "Get over punk Phil and it's like, "That's not my point." Leave me alone. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> Even if you're joking, stop yelling at me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm yelling at you, man. Uh, oh, we're sensitive guys up here, okay? <laughs> leave, me, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking, guys. Um, the, uh, Tony, P, uh, Tony P left us a bunch here. He says, uh, it's time you guessed it. Uh, 
petty of the week. Uh, Kaya stomping a mud hole in the red. Uh, the red fans, it may seem like she was jealous, but red popped off and Kaya hit the Kobashi burning hammer on her because she wasn't <laughs> lying about red. Sad thing with red is she was doing all of the things, but uh, the new flavor of the month come come does uh what she does better offers more she is out of here uh i'm afraid of what she will do to keep her out here um good or bad uh, of course she's not talking about like red velvet the wrestler she's talking mm-hmm. about the sexy red the wrestler mm-hmm. i mean the, the rapper um i saw bits and pieces of that but i also try to stay out of women's business so <laughs> hey good transition too they announced that uh red velvet's gonna be back shout out to red velvet we've been waiting yeah yeah man very excited to see red on uh the lineup for Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they have something planned for her soon because she's been I on like TV for close a to lot, a year. Man. She was she was cooking when she was good. Hopefully, she's all healthy and ready to go. But yeah, they got to put something on Red Velvet. Like she was ready yeah. back then. Yeah, they got to do something with her. Um, uh, happy to see her on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> on the basketball from Tony P. Uh, not bitching, but for once. I would not like to see my team's yearly tradition starting a season like hot garbage. Uh, hey, man, welcome. Welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> even when we have Brian except that second run, uh, we always start out bad. The only bright thing uh, has been Tyler Hero. Yo, Tyler Hero been balling out, man. I don't oh. know if you've been paying attention to this, but yeah. this guy Tyler Hero has been balling out, man. Um, I did not expect to come into this season and – the hotter team right now coming out of Florida is the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah. Did not expect that. They do have like some good pieces there in Jalen Suggs and uh, Bachero. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering his name. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I crossed that guy, Brian, up the other night, took it right to the rim. Actually, wow. it wasn't the other night. That was last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Blew them boys out. Uh, blew the LA Lakers out. Was not expecting that. Wow. Um, hey, man. It's uh, Falls back, baby. I love it. Yeah, I did not expect. Uh, well, Miami always kind of like uh, Tony yeah. was saying starts out slow. So, right. but I wasn't expecting Orlando to start out this hot right away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tony P continues. He says, uh, if he makes the All Star team, uh, those pro Cronin pro ownership Blazer fans are going to be sick. All the pettiness just to fuck o- over one man. Because <laughs> 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 uh, uh, his job and damaged fans trust and ownership. Yeah. Um, might not have been a bad idea to take that guy Tyler Hero, uh, Portland Trailblazers. I, mean, I, I don't know. Might not have been the worst idea in the world. We're uh, about to see at the end of this season when they ain't got shit. Yeah, Portland's gonna, definitely going to be a lottery pick, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he gets into some of the Crown Jewel stuff now. He's saying Crown Jewel was okay. Uh, it has some uh, great highs. Kyrie is back. That five-way rock. Seth, Seth Drew, uh, Sammy getting his shine again. However, when the lows hit, they hit hard, and that is outside of a copy and paste Roman match. And more questions were presented with WWE. Uh, who's next for Rhea before, or slash if we get to the Becky at Manium now? Uh, like honestly, who now is a legit, believable threat that she can beat four of those top top ones out of Becky until then? And <laughs> And, and Paul, I said this to you, Phil. How often will Paul be on uh, SmackDown defending? And when you see that the state of the other men's championship on SmackDown, we're also about to see a live risk-reward experiment with Paul as a celebrity champ in WWE. Man, they've been wanting to put that belt on Logan Paul. So I, whether we want it or not, whether they have a long-term plan or not, it was going to happen, buddy. <laughs> uh, so I think he's active enough for them and he 
he um the way that they've kind of set up that championship specifically i think it's okay like if this was the intercontinental championship we'd be all like well what's going on here but the the u.s championship has always kind of been like trailing behind and this is just going to help it honestly i think more than hurt it so um. yeah i mean i think this is gonna also you know potentially build interest in that belt and yeah. i think it, it'll feel like a bigger deal when la Knight does win it i think right hopefully Hopefully that's the trajectory here. Um, Base Martian is right. Wimby has been out of this world, bro. Um, this what is, is the he doing. <laughs> this is, I mean, we always hear things about prospects coming in, and this guy's the next coming. Like, I think since LeBron, we've been expecting that next guy to come in and be the next guy up, whether it be Luca, um, what we expected out of Giannis. Yeah. Wimby looks special, man. He, he looks, does. he looks special, man. Like mm-hmm. just. Crazy athletic for his size, really good handle. Like for his legit size. looks special. Like when you see him, yeah, you're like, man. what? <laughs> the, 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 that game, that that three pointer he hit to 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 uh, it wasn't a win the game, but they already had the lead. That dagger he hit from three the other night. I was just a big like, guy, guy like him could hit threes. Like, like oh, this guy is seven four, bro. Like, what's yeah. happening, man? You think <laughs> like, in trouble? The NBA after this guy, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He looks special, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see from Bizarro Big L. He says, uh, "Hey, fellas, heard the graps and grabbed a ticket to a collision in Connecticut. Had MJF and Billy run in in front of my seat. MJF is sneaky fast. So glad <laughs> I went." Big Bill tried to put me down for cheering Dax. And Reg, are you MIT or is uh, Athena coming to get you? <laughs> now I'm Indians in training for sure. I'm definitely on the squad. I do not want Athena to kill me. Nah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athena, Athena will um, definitely show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pull up every so time. You gotta be careful. If you haven't, uh, speaking of that, if you guys haven't seen the match from this week with her and Mercedes, oh. crazy fire, yeah. bro. Athena's so great at pro wrestling that you kind of forget because she's kind of caught up in this Billy Stark stuff, but then she doesn't match like this and you're like, Oh yeah, she can go. And a Mercedes Martinez also an incredible veteran. If you haven't seen that match, definitely go and watch it. Did I miss one of your super chats here, Tony? He's saying I, I missed his, uh, his tourney tweet. I might scroll <laughs> too fast. Oh, I did miss it. I see it now. Um, also, what is the point of the damn in-season tourney? If I had a team that qualified for it um, and I was a coach slash owner, I would play only my league signees and bench warmers. Make that bitch look like a preseason game <laughs> real quick. I don't know. I, I You know, I get it to, you know, raise mid-season ratings. Yes. I get it to make it feel like, uh, you know, some of those early games and 82 games matters. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really, I don't I know. know. I like the courts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's it's you know it's a money grab, you know it. Is. But I'm like, uh, the ratings are like pretty damn good though. I don't understand why they were trying to be like, because I saw that Adam Silver was like, uh, I don't know if that was this week or last week, but he did an article talking about how the young people don't watch basketball, they don't know where to watch basketball. Essentially, they don't really? know how to present it to people because of cord cutting and all this stuff. And they're like, he's like, oh, the young generation just doesn't know how to find the games, and that's where we're kind of locked at right now. Hmm. I guess. But I they know. do, though. They know how to use technology. They're not dumb, dude. Come on. Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this, this feels like a big cash grab. I also think that it's like, you know, you're, you're never going to really compete with football. Football is no, like, football is, is, is too big. And so, 
Basketball's yeah, all on too often too. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause like if I feel I feel like if I mix, miss a game, then like I'll just watch another one in two days or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a different a whole different model. Yeah, I think uh this earlier the season trying to do that tournament and trying to compete with the numbers with you're not gonna you're not gonna beat out those ratings from football and then nope. on I mean, like I said, you're gonna get the money, you're gonna get all of the endorsements and all this stuff. This will be good for the league, but um as as far as entertainment, I'm not sure yet. But I mean we did uh, kind of bat an eye at the play-in when we first started and go, like, what is the point of the play-in tournament? But the play-in tournament has been kind of a good addition, so yeah, we'll see. Is. It's been pretty fun. I'm sure this will be uh, interesting, and they'll put a spin on it. And basketball's hot, so they'll make a, be a way to make it work. But, yeah, we all really just don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Money. Money. We do that's, understand why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so that's, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> let me make sure that I got all of our... Oh, we got a bunch more super humper chats. Uh huh. Frame it up so I got him in front of me. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tony P says since all out 2022, uh, we know things have been off the suspension, injury firing. However, I am wondering how much trying to get this new Warner Brothers deal is screwing things up. Example: How much of this has uh has things had to do had to be flipped around because more pay-per-views were added. Um, you now have to put together a big card and it may have uh, to add cold matches or weak, quick feuds that uh, would have been seen on TV or rush big matches storylines for shows. If we still had the big five pay-per-views, um, do we have Max Adam 2 at All Out or at all at this point? Max J now or something different like that? Uh, multi-man for for full gear, Serez, Champs, or something else like Ruby. Uh, I do think part of it is the addition of more pay-per-views, but I also think, like you said, some of it is injury and is trying to pivot out of these injuries. I think that's been at least the biggest monkey rich in some of the stuff on Dynamite because, mm-hmm. man, when Cole was there, it seemed like you had an idea of where this was going. Even if you didn't like all of it, um, some of the comedy bits with Cole, it very much felt like it had a direction. Right, and so um, I definitely feel like him getting hurt through a monkey wrench in some of it. They have to learn how to pivot, though. This has been the thing since the the women's championship a few years ago, a few months ago, was like the the cat when like Thunder Rosa, then Jamie Hader. It's like yeah. anytime they have an I- a, an issue and then an injury. Understand injuries happen all the time, but we got to learn to pivot. We can't do this thing of injury, so we're gonna wait out the injury for six months and just bullshit it feels like the cody rose thing of like okay yeah. there's going to be six months of just nothing because we're waiting for this to happen no we got to learn to pivot and learn how to create stories within stories in order to get back to the story i know it sounds complicated but like the way that they just like somebody was going to be in a hot story and one half or one part of the story isn't happening so none of it's happening is like we can't keep doing that yeah i agree um but i mean i think it's going to be an adjustment um uh, to more pay-per-views because yeah. they were so used to building their whole calendar year for just four pay-per-views and then mm-hmm. five pay-per-views with the addition of Forbidden Door. I don't know. Um, Going to have to get work. used to it, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's just the issue when, when you're doing well and, you know, Warner Brothers wants more content, that's what happens. Same thing with Collision. Like, yeah. you've added another two hours of wrestling. Now you got to figure out what that two hours is. Mm-hmm. Um, you got enough talent. you got enough wrestlers. Uh, maybe you're running your creative staff then. Maybe you should have somebody else book Collision and Tony just book uh, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Mm. I don't know. Uh, see, last two from Tony B says, uh, uh, hell, there could have, uh, they could have had uh, more time to build Julia slash Trish as a storyline that happened at Full Gear instead of uh, Russell Dream. Uh, genuinely curious about it. Uh, this weekend looks, n- this Wednesday, sorry, looks nice. But how long will it be before the sky is falling again? Uh, <laughs> it has been said that people are helping TK. Well, I'm wondering how much communication is going on between the people that, that are helping him. Is there possibly too many cooks that has ideas he is signing off for and it makes things more incoherent? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I definitely feel like if anything, uh, some of this is uh, growing pains for the company because they have more. You, you've got more arenas to fill. You're trying to you're trying to do more big arenas. You're trying to do more wrestling than you ever have. Because um, at this point, man, you've got you've got Rampage, you've got Collision, you've got ROH, and so when you see all of this stuff like um, how empty some of these shows look, man, you're trying to sell your audience on a lot of wrestling, man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the big dogs in town are also spelling, selling a lot of wrestling. Yes. And the little dogs in town are also selling a lot of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, just in general, if I just want to invest in one company, that's a lot. Trying to invest in two companies is a lot. Trying to invest in that. So if you and most fans of WWF, that's really fun. Most fans of the WWE are already there. They're staying. They're going to – anything you're adding on, you're adding on to that. So – it's a it's a big hill to climb and and it's been there's been moments where it seems like collision was the leader of eight it seems like collision was the, the the head show for a little bit and it was like it felt like a different energy but that the last couple of weeks it hasn't felt like that and that's kind of been my big biggest issue is uh get, say it again bring that the soft brand split because it made it feel different i don't want to see the same people i saw in the main event of dynamite on the main event of collision because i saw them in the main event of dynamite already why are you showing me the same people again three days later it seemed last night felt pretty good it felt a lot better they had some different elements keith lee and small joe and these different things added on to there so it feels good it's not the end you guys yeah i I think it'll be fine like i said this, this feels like growing pains i also feel like uh you know they've they are very much losing the perception war with another company that's doing well right now. Um, and that's just what it is. I also think that some of the veneer of uh, what they built as uh, their image as an alternative has also kind of mm-hmm. uh, dissolved away. Cause I mean, yeah, if you're trying to win this uh, moral high ground with people, I keep telling people, man, there's no moral high ground in entertainment. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as moral consumption in wrestling. Mm-mm. Um, and so, because yeah. if you're saying I'm not going to watch this uh, because of this reason, so I'm going to watch this, the the other one is just as bad or maybe worse. So it yeah, doesn't so even. I, I just think that this uh, you uh, you came out the gate. It's the same thing with the conversation about women's wrestling. When you came out the day, gate and told us this is going to be a women's division like you've never seen before. Yeah, people are trying to hold you to that. And when you do things like say, all right, we're never going to bring in someone like Hulk Hogan um, and we're going to get rid of other people in wrestling that are problematic, yeah, people are going to hold you to that. And so mm-hmm. when you bring in somebody like Ric Flair, then they're looking like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you made campaign promises to us, man. <laughs> so, you know, I get it. Uh, but I, I don't think it's gloom and doom. I, I've seen a lot of valid criticism for them. 
Um, and of course, Twitter is Twitter, and it turns into people arguing back and forth with people that have valid criticism because for some reason, if you have valid criticism, then you're just trolling or trying to get clout or something. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just not like something, man. It's all right. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we have any more Humper Chats. I think we finally got through all of them. Yes. Um, uh, we had any more super chats for we uh we got one more from Will Chisholm who says AW fans do talk about punk like he's the ex they miss. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> That's funny, man. I like I said, I, I get that he upset a lot of people and I get that some people also still want to see him on TV. It's just a it's a weird A lot of people are taking it personal though, like he personally kicked their dog or something. It is I'm very like... strange how personally some people are taking it, but mm. To each their own. To each their own. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Before we get out of here, we did have a really good New Japan show this weekend. Mm -hmm. New Japan Power Struggle, which also acted as the finals for the junior uh, tag league. A lot of new... This is what I like about big New Japan shows like this. It's like they're building up to Wrestle Kingdom. So, so much news came out of this show. Like when it was over, it was like, here are 20 different stories out of this show. And I love that so much. Yeah, we got a lot of really good stuff. Um, we got uh, we got some fun matches that were kind of inconsequential, like the four-way to start the match with um, some of the teams from the Junior Tag League. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, teams that I didn't think I was going to like as much as I did was El Desperado and Master Wado. Very, mm-hmm. very funny. Um, uh, <laughs> Wado having the shirt where it's just a picture of him with, like, the peace sign up, and you can see Desperado <laughs> in the background, like, uh, get me out of here. And... Like, when they come out for the entrance, he's trying to do the same thing as Caster did. And it's like, man, wear the shirt, man. Wear the shirt. It's great. And Desperate Lot is like, fine. I'll tuck it into my fans. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of that stuff is good. The the um, Like I said, kind of inconsequential match. You had the, the War Dogs in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a later six-man tag match with the Intergalactic Jets. Uh, Jet Setter, sorry. Got golden jet stuck in my head because they mm-hmm. intergalactic mm-hmm. jet setters uh kevin kevin knight kushida versus uh lij uh, really good tag team match man yeah. every time you get to see kevin knight doing his thing out there in japan he's out there learning a little japanese he's out there doing the high spots he's doing his thing man really happy for him i love seeing my homie jet kevin knight out there in with the legendary kushida but like being in this tournament and having being in this tournament and best of super juniors this year, uh, getting into the grit of new Japan and excelling and getting better after all of it has been so great to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also got a LIJ and attack match after that, going up against just five guys. That was a <laughs> Tetsuyo Naito and Yoda Suji going up against Yu Yu Yamura, who is the newest member of just five guys mm-hmm. and Sonata. Um, really loved Suji wrestling in the football jersey. It just reminded me of uh, <laughs> it reminded me of of uh, Def Jam fight for New York for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was dope, uh, man. I think one of the great things about this show is it just shows you where the future of the company is going. You also got that during the G one as well, and you can see like the crop of uh, young lions that have graduated where they are. Whether it be Kevin Knight, whether it be guys like the War Dogs, and like the new three musketeers um mm-hmm. i think it's cool i think it's cool seeing yuya join them and seeing like what is where he could be um seeing him in the ring with uh suji this time around suji is definitely further along but it's cool i i really like it 
you also are still building to what looks like the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. I was going to say, how do you feel about this main event with the recent, because the the undercard is about to cook. Like, do you think that the main event's going to be able to live up to all that? If it's Uh, Naito and Sonata? I think the lore stuff, the LIJ lore stuff is going to be good. And I think it's Naito. So people want to see Naito get this crowning achievement again at Wrestle Kingdom in front of right. a big crowd. So I think yeah. that part of it is going to be good. I think all of the stuff like Naito carrying around a tote bag instead of the briefcase is really, mm-hmm. really funny. Uh, after the match when Sonata is laying outside the ring, you can see Naito behind him. He's like he's like <laughs> waving the tote at him. He's like, oh, <laughs> my spot. It's really, really funny stuff. Uh, we got a... Uh, more Finlay. We got a lot of Finlay on the show. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a fan of Finlay as leader of uh, Bullet Club, boy, I got some bad news for you. We got uh, <laughs> we got, got Finlay versus Tamaloa, which was fine. I'm not. I wasn't really big into this match, but uh, it was just kind of a way to get Finlay on this card for him to show up later in the night. Uh, the surprise of this card for me was John Moxley versus Great Okan. Um, <laughs> I expected this to just be a straightforward match, um, but they ended up getting into a fight outside of the ring, and it turned it in, turned into a countout. And Mox was like, "No, no, 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 no! This match is not over. I'm not done with this false count anywhere match." <laughs> and this turns into Mox going throughout the crowd and throughout this arena, beating this not out of Great Okan, chopping his braid off. Like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Chopping the big extension braid off. That he he's a different uh, breed, John Moxley. I tell you. The guy is so cool. Watching him strut through that crowd and like flex, and I love his new Japan theme. It's so yeah. cool, mm-hmm. um, man. Just watching how big of a star he is over there in Japan and how much they love him over there, how much he's like ingratiated himself with that fan base is cool too. Uh, by the end of it, I was like, this guy, man, he'll figure out how to turn a very nothing match into even something very entertaining. Every time, I don't know. Like, there's not a lot of wrestlers that have that star quality of like. This match could be nothing, but here is something to hold on to and something to remember off of that. And also great because John C- uh, John Moxley had a match, which means that he's back. Yeah, of course, he found a way to bleed in Osaka, mm-hmm. wrestling throughout the crowd. I really enjoyed this match. It was a lot of fun. I, I definitely yelled at my TV when he cut his braid off. I was like, what? <laughs> Not the extensions. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Archer, you're next. Yeah, Great Okan is also one of those guys that he looks like a guy that should not work the way he does. He he feels like he's just like a joke wrestler, but it just works. He mm-hmm. he fig- he figures out how to make his matches entertaining as well. I was into this uh, very fun match. Um, never open way six man tag match was also great. Um, and you got to give uh, Okada, Ishii, and Tanahashi their credit as champions. They've been really good champions. They've been having strong matches. Uh, they had, they defended the belts this time around against TMDK, Zack Sabre Jr., Mike Nichols, and Shane Hayes. Um, I thought this was a very good. Uh, of course, um, TMDK is a fun stable as well. Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. is having one of those years. Um, at the end of this match, because it is on the road to Wrestle Kingdom season again, um, we got the tease of a Zack Sabre match at Wrestle Kingdom. Very much seems like he is teasing having the match with Tanahashi. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm here for it. I think it could be good. Um, Tanahashi yeah. is also one of those guys that looks like he's starting to wrap it up. Um, I don't know how much longer we're going to get him wrestling full time. Can't be too much longer. But yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. We got the Super Junior Tag League Finals and Catch 2-2. Uh, Francesco Akira, TJP taking on 
House of Torture, mm. uh, Show, <laughs> and Kanemaru. Sorry, um, they have the best stable name because it always is every time. <laughs> uh, it was it was shenanigans allure, as you, as you would expect from like a, a House of Torture match. But this was good. I thought mm-hmm. I think uh, Catch Two Two is quietly one of the best tag teams in the world right now. Yeah. Very very underrated tag team. Um, I thought that they got the best out of this match. Uh, uh, Catch Two Two one. They are the 2023 super hot year man hot year i said this before last time i was talking about new japan stuff um this guy tjp man he's really good at wrestling man i i know that he's problematic and all these other things very good wrestler man the guy can Um, go and has been able to go for a long time very very good wrestler i enjoyed this match um very much enjoyed the aftermath stuff even more because after they won the super junior tag league the champions uh bullet club war dogs uh, Connor and Maloney came out and literally spit on the tag, uh, <laughs> the, the junior tag league uh, trophies and laid down their trophy. I mean, laid down their challenge for Wrestle Kingdom. So it will be them versus Catch 2 2 at mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. Very excited for that match. Um, yes. Uh, also, right after that, we got the match right before the main event. Hiromu Tanahashi taking on the returning Taiji Ishimori. Mm-hmm. Very strong match. Very strong, like, grounded match for what you would expect from, like, a junior heavyweight match. Wasn't a whole bunch of flipping, a whole, whole bunch of spot food. It was much more grounded than we expected, but I thought this was very good. Um, I thought Ishimori came out of it looking good. Um, it looked like Hiromu just barely survived him. So you can't always go back to that match. Mm-hmm. But of course, the story of this, the best thing coming out of this match is right after Hiromu won, he challenged his greatest rival in Desperado. Hiromu versus Desperado looks like it's going to be the Wrestle Kingdom match. Thank Super God. excited for that because they always have bangers. Um, I'm always happy too when the Wrestle Kingdom junior title match is a singles match because sometimes yes. they'll do the four-way match and like no i just want to see two dudes going yeah. at it and this is going to be that we've had a few like really good multi-man matches like that i yeah. showing where he was in a multi-man match a few years ago yeah <sighs> really Definitely. really good match. but a one-on-one is gonna just hit very hard yeah i i think this is the way to go i think going back to such a story rivalry for the, the junior heavyweight belt makes sense desperado is one of those guys that's going to remain a, a fan favorite he has the great matches uh he has the great look um yeah really excited for the wrestle kingdom match yeah. um the main event stop me if you heard this before <laughs> will osprey is really good at wrestling is he? he had a banger <laughs> of a match to end this show um this guy is just amazing. I, this guy I is just him. incapable of having bad matches, man. Like he's just he's just incredible. He's on a run of a lifetime. Um uh, uh of course he came out. The story of this match was uh Shota Umino challenged him for a match and if he wins this match, he planned to uh give his mentor and John Moxley a match at Wrestle Kingdom. And man, all of the guys that are here for all of the lore of those two wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. I was all excited, but I immediately knew Shota was not winning this match and they were going to dash our hopes. Um, I really wanted that match because it sounded cool. It sounded like a good crowning achievement for Shota to finally win singles gold. Um, and then, the you know. The match that we're getting is not the worst. No, but I did get excited about the idea of the full circle moment of John Moxley being one of the first guys to endorse him in a big way as a young lion. They had their big relationship when Mox first joined the company. It would have been really cool to really see the Death Rider thing play out on a big stage like that. But I never felt like we were actually going to get it. Um, 
regardless, these two tore the house down. Really, really good match. Um, Shota looked very impressive here. I think if you had any reservations that this guy can be the guy, that this guy can step up and be one of the future stars of this company, man, that had to fly completely out the window. This guy, he looked really, really good, man. He looked like he belonged in there with Osprey. Um, very hard hitting match. Um, some very crazy spots. Um, uh, Osprey hit this guy with a tiger driver through two tables at one point. Crazy. I was just like, yeah. "Please be yeah. careful, guys." <laughs> Him adding the tiger driver to his arsenal after almost ki killing Kenny Omega has been so great to see. It's been great. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, at, some, at at one point I thought like, uh, "Man, Shota could win this match, man," because he was. Uh, he was putting Osprey through it, man. At, at, mm -hmm. at one point, he hit him with the cheeky Nando's in the corner, and he came out of it with a little blood coming out of his mouth. And that's when he turned up. That's when he he put pedal to the metal, and he was smothering this guy. And then he hit him with the Tiger Driver on the outside, and then the match changed. And then in the middle of it, where it looked like Shota was going to give up, and it looked like he was going to lose, a wild Moxley appeared on the side of the ring <laughs> and started cheering his man on. And that's when he got fired up again. We got the final sequences of the match, which... Osprey. I can't, cannot say enough oh. how amazing this match was. <laughs> Some of the hook kicks in this, this match that Osprey hit this man with, I was just like, please. <laughs> the way that Osprey's closing stretches and his matches, like he's he might be number one on his closing stretch. When it's like... 100% full gear we're getting into this match about to be over nobody does it like Osprey <laughs> yeah really really good uh final act of this match um mm -hmm. I you had to fire up uh spots from um <laughs> from Shota where he hit him with this big uh hidden blade out of the corner and Shota kicked out at one mm -hmm. hopped straight back up mm -hmm. um we got we got two big finishers at one point he still kicked out um, he had to finally hit this guy again with a Stormbreaker and Hidden Blade to put him away. Very much felt like Osprey surprisingly survived Shota Umino. Yeah. Uh, Shota very much could have won this match, but he had to hit him with everything he had to put him away. Really, really good finish to this match. Mm -hmm. um, while, of course, Shota was getting carted away, John Moxley was still outside the ring, and he threw the U.S. IWGP Heavyweight Championship in the ring. Of course, Osprey has been holding the United Kingdom Championship, and it felt like this is a story they've been building all along, that a big mm -hmm. guy Jim was going to show up from the U.S., and it was going to be U.S. versus the United Kingdom at Wrestle Kingdom. But that isn't what we got because Finlay came in and spoiled the party for us all, came in and hit both guys with the shillelagh, we came in with this massive hammer. I don't know where this massive hammer came from. And his daddy. <laughs> and then smashed both of the smashed both of the uh title belts. And yeah, that's where we left this of him smashing both the belts and walking out laughing maniacally. Um you also had that really great visual of uh Osprey spending all this time making this belt matter, not just making this belt matter having to go through hell to get that, that belt away from Kenny Omega mm -hmm. at Forbidden Door, doing all of that to get to this point where he was going to take that belt to Wrestle Kingdom, and this guy smashed it. You could see him, like, reaching for the belt while he was hurt. Really, really cool way to end the pay-per-view. Yeah. Really good build to Wrestle Kingdom as well. I don't know if I'll say that I'm as excited for the three-way that's coming out of this, but I thought mm -hmm. the build to it is really, really smart. 
I'm like, what's Finley doing here? <laughs> if if this gets us the I if this gets us the IWGP Intercontinental Belt back, I'm here for it. Kind of feels like that possibly could be where they're leading to, right? Yeah, I, it could be that they're just starting a new belt, but mm. um, if it's not the white belt, man, I'm gonna be a little bit disappointed. But I'm interested to see where this goes because it very much feels like they're taking uh, cues from AEW and, and starting an international belt. Um, Mox made up. I mean, not Mox. Omega. Ah, still Osprey. Sorry, Osprey. One of these guys. One, one of these guys. <laughs> White guys. <laughs> um, Osprey made a point to say that he wants a belt that he could take around the, around the world and defend it, and that kind of feels like kind of like an international belt slash like intercontinental belt. Right. Um, so maybe it won't be an intercontinental belt. Maybe it'll be like a, a international belt or like a merging of those ideas. I don't know, but. I do like all of the continuity that they added here. There is the uh, unspoken stuff with him and Mox. Mox, of course, beat Osprey a year ago in Chicago at the New Japan show. And they've kept that rivalry going all this time. That's also been in the background of him trying to win the IWGP U.S. belt. And that's why that belt meant so much to him to win. But there's also the story of a new of a Bullet Club guy smashing the belt mm-hmm. that the inaugural champion was Kenny Omega, a yeah. Bullet Club leader. And so mm-hmm. I really like like all of the stuff that they put together here. I think that the three-way is going to probably deliver. I like the build to it. Like I said, we're in the midst of the build to Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But of course, the biggest news out of this isn't any of that. It was at the end of the six-man tag match, lights go out, we get the clip of Brian Danielson Brian in Danielson. the desert again with yeah. a big patch over his eye. Mm-hmm. And he is coming for revenge against... Kazushka Okada, really, really good stuff. I really like the Okada's response to it, where he cut his entire promo in Japanese, and then at the end of it, he goes, "Brian, yes." <laughs> Phil, Brian Danielson in the Tokyo Dome, different, different, different. Okada in the Tokyo Dome, big match player had what many consider the greatest wrestling match of all time in the Tokyo Dome. Now he's going to be in there with who many consider to be the greatest of all time, Brian Danielson, Wrestle Kingdom. This is what we live for right here, man. This shit's going to be crazy. Man, this is everything we've been asking for from the second he left WWE. Yep. Brian in the Tokyo Dome. Crazy. Wrestling Kazushka Okada. Come on. This is... <laughs> And, and the way that they've built it up is so good. Building up off of things that were mishaps, like building off of him breaking his arm, um, building off the orbital injury as well, building that into the match and having him go, man, you broke my arm the first time, broke my, my orbital this time. I'm coming this time and I'm going to break your arm in the Tokyo Dome so you can never do the Rainmaker again. Come so, on. so good, man. Come so on, excited man. for this match, man. This yeah. match. Oh, so excited for this. Um, like I said, Wrestle Kingdom is coming. Big big New Japan fan, but I feel like ja- January in general is usually the best month for wrestling because you get things like the Royal Rumble. You've got uh, Hard to Kill also in January. Yep. And now you've got the build firmly in place for Wrestle Kingdom really excited man mm-hmm. i might try to pull up to hard to kill actually it's in vegas like it is i'll be there for the inauguration of the re-inauguration of tna wrestling man that sounds pretty exciting yeah january wrestling season kicks off 
It's time. Wrestle Kingdom. That's that. Man, I don't care about any other matches. All I heard was Brian Danielson and Okada. Everything else is a cherry on top. This is going to be some fire right here. New Japan. Hot. They had again. They did it. They All their tournaments this year have been heat. They've been putting over a lot of new wrestlers. And uh, the excitement behind it has been really strong. I'm, I'm excited about all of it. Yeah, man. You just can't beat Wrestle Kingdom season. I yeah. mean, I am a bit disappointed that they're not building towards anything with the IWGP Women's Championship. It does feel like after last year and how they kind of got, you know, criticized for having a short match on that card. I thought that they were going to come up with something better this time around. Doesn't seem like it's happening. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. But, I mean, I am, like I said, I am excited for Sonata versus Naito in the main event. Uh, Okada versus Brian is going to be great. Catch 2-2 against uh, Bullet Club War Dogs can be great as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, like I said, Despy versus Hiromu. Uh, then we've got the three-way forever this new belt is going to be. And, I mean, it's Osprey. Osprey is going to deliver. Yep. Sounds Osprey like and Moxley. You know Moxley is going to bleed all over the fucking place for Remember the, the, how different last year's uh, January, or Wrestle Kingdom was because Dynamite was doing, they were having a Dynamite on the same day. It's like so different. This is like Brian's going to be there. Uh, Moxley's going to be there. Like it's way different than what happened last year. And so I'm excited, man. I'm sure we'll probably get some build up on AEW TV with Okada and Osprey on the way up. So it's going to yeah. be fun. We still got, uh, we still have the regular tag league coming as well. Um, yep. So we'll see who wins that. And who have they announced wins. all the participants for that yet? I don't think they have, but mm -hmm. um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and see who wins that and goes on to challenge for the heavyweight tag belts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm interested. Of course, we also got a uh, Tamatanga challenge Shingo. I think that's going to be on the Wrestle Kingdom card as well. Yes, um, Shingo is also one of them guys, man. Shingo. We forget Can't, about Shingo, but Shingo is like, if he wanted to, he could be the best in the world. Like, if he given the opportunity. Yeah, Shingo's one of them guys. Can't wait to see what he's doing during WrestleMania, see, WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom season. <laughs> um, so that's going to be, that's going to be I don't think he's well. going to be in Philly, Phil. He could possibly, but you know. No, 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 no. He's not going to be in, in Philly. He will be in Japan. Um, yeah. <laughs> A lot to be excited about coming out of this show. A lot of big news. Um, man, it just, it, it just seems crazy to think about. Like I said, we waited for this Brian stuff, man. Just seeing the pop when Brian popped up on that screen from the Japanese crowd, man. Really, really back. Also, it makes you uh, appreciate this because, like, man, going through the pandemic and taking that long to get the crowds back and seeing right. crowds being able to react again, really exciting time. That show is going to be crazy. Brian Dan. So let's get into a few super chats before we get up out of here. Uh, Will Chisholm says... I got to ask, have the Bucks said anything about their title match? Um, they, no. somebody was string. Oh, I think Ricky Stark. Somebody was stringing the story along recently. Uh, somebody said that they have a title match or something, but I don't. That, I don't. The Young Bucks haven't been like, we have this title match. We still got to go for it. So I don't really know what's going on with it. Yeah, I haven't really heard anything from the elite side about yeah. this title match, but. Let's see. Stark has been trying to on Twitter, but nothing. Yeah, really that's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's not really the same. Uh, and then Brent Lockman says, Mox kept a piece a piece of the smash belt, and I just assume he's stabbing Finlay with it. Probably Osprey too. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're definitely going to see him like 
like using it to rake over Finley's forehead like the pizza cutter. <laughs> definitely. Um, we're definitely getting that in this match. Mox is definitely going to do something crazy with that piece of the belt. Um, mm. But like I said, I thought that this was a great way to flip people's expectation for what the match was going to be. Because all this time, I was like, it's got to be a gaijin to come in. Yep. And you said that many times on this uh, podcast. Yeah, I really felt like it was going to be a gaijin coming in and rechristening that belt, the United States belt, um, after they won it from Osprey. But just to throw this in the, in the midst of it, um, very interesting. Pretty good. That's all of our Super Chats. Thank everybody for submitting Super Chats today and participating. Y'all are dope. Yeah, let me check. I don't believe we have any Humper Chats mm-hmm. left. I think we got through all of them. Yeah. Let me just double check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of wrestling, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was think, I was thinking that on Saturday um, when I got up and watched Crown Jewel. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Collision is still the <laughs> And then I, in the midst of, like, right before Crown Jewel had came on, I was watching uh, Power Struggle because I mm-hmm. didn't watch it live. I got up the next morning and watched it. So mm-hmm. I watched the New Japan show all the way through early in the morning. And then I watched uh, Crown Jewel. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we got AW Collision tonight. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling. <laughs> a lot of different uh, contrasts of styles there. Yeah. I mean, for me, could be my bias as a new japan fan but yeah. i thought power struggle with the better show this weekend mm-hmm. um of course it's kind of unfair to compare it in some ways as well because they're very much building to their biggest show of the year yeah uh in january and they had a lot of good stuff coming out of it uh but uh the stuff in this in the show that wasn't really for me are you kidding? Why do I care about that when Osprey's putting on another fucking classic and exactly. we're getting this big Brian uh vignette again yeah so good yeah success <laughs> success um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that is all of our humper chats we don't have any humper chats left yeah. um yeah i don't know if you got anything else you wanted to hit before we got out of here but we got most of it. we got all the AEW news uh crown jewel is in the books um survivor series is coming up in three weeks full gear is also coming up in two weeks yep full gear is on the 18th right 18th yeah two weeks from yesterday Yep, yep, yep. Full mm-hmm. gear's coming up, and then the week after that, we have Survivor Series in Chicago, Illinois. We also have uh, Dynamite, which will be here on Thanksgiving Eve. Um, and I'm going to Rampage and Collision on Friday because they are here in Oakland. Let's go, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. They've been in, uh, they've been in California a lot this year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, before this year started. You know how I would come. I can't even say I hate y'all anymore because, like, we've been it's getting it over before this year started. You know me, I was like, Yo, what's up? What's going on? But legit, I think I've been to like 10 wrestling shows in California just this year. Yeah, you got some good New Japan shows as well. Uh, oh, New Japan's gonna be in January in San Jose, but yeah, I've been to AW in LA and Fresno and Sacramento and Stockton. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is, is that the Battle of the Valley show that's in January? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting because we also got the report that it doesn't seem like they have a plan for bringing Mercedes back. Right. I don't know what that means. Yeah, um, what does that mean? I don't know. It seems like they, they had the plan for the Julia match for the longest time, but according to Dave Meltzer, they don't have a plan to bring her back um, anytime soon. I don't know what that means. Could mean somebody else is planning to bring her. Maybe she's got some other uh, per appearance deal or something signed. Maybe she's uh, working somewhere else soon. How's that ankle, Mercedes? We'd like to know. 
Yeah, I hope she's coming back soon. Um, I don't know. It sure seemed like she was uh, starting to roll out to something uh, when she was at uh, New York Comic Con and she was outside more. So mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. That's coming. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like that. People are going to come back from injuries. Uh, the beginning of the year is going to be 2024 is going to be some crazy shit. Yeah, uh, Osprey okay. keeps talking about his contract. Like, yeah, he keeps trying to tease us with the Seth match that I know is not going to happen. Why are they uh, doing this to us, Phil? The Seth match ain't happening, bro. Stop Why are they this. doing this to us? You're not. You're not going over there to wrestle Seth, man. No, I would love it, but I don't think you're going to. It'd be great, but don't play with us like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think it's happening. I've seen other tweets like I know Mariah May has been saying, "Yeah, I miss wrestling." I'm like, "Yeah, where, where are you showing up? Where, you, you busy in a few weeks?" L.A.? Maybe. L.A.? Where are you going? <laughs> a lot of good stuff, y'all. A lot of good stuff. I think that's all of it, though. We got through it. Did get through it. This is a surprisingly short episode for us because usually we <laughs> we do comfortably hit the three-hour mark. Uh, but as always, appreciate you guys for coming through on a Sunday. Appreciate everybody that sent us a super chat. Appreciate everybody that sent us a humper chat. Everybody that just hopped in and... Uh, <laughs> went back and forth with us in our chat mm -hmm. uh shout out to jim because <laughs> it seemed like i was screaming at you jim but <laughs> it's all jokes it's all it's all jim, part of the show jim jim you're helping along with our content bro we appreciate, appreciate you jim appreciate everybody that helps move the conversation in this podcast man uh you want to do your top 10 uh wrestling twitter rankings before we go or should Stop. Stop. You don't and have then, a 10 before we go? <laughs> this this whole wrestling media power ranking thing. I, I get the joke. I get the complex did this power ranking of hip-hop media, folks. Leave this to the professionals. Leave man. it to the professionals, please. <laughs> let them do this. Let them, I'm let flattered. Th Phil and I are flattered, but like... Let, let, let people with their metrics decide what these things are going to be, man. Mm -hmm. Don't just be throwing names. Because there's no power behind your power rankings. <laughs> no, man. Don't don't be just throwing names together in a tweet and going, man, this is my power ranking, man. Y'all look crazy. <laughs> there's no power behind Stop it, man. Stop it. And I ain't ranking nobody, man. I'm not doing nothing, man. I, I tweeted I'm not ranking nobody, and I even deleted that because I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, not even with them be that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah. Uh -uh. Uh -huh. You will not. Y you will not catch us ranking nobody's no, in media not. on this podcast. I do my rankings called the BW five hundred, and that's it. And that's already too much, though. Yeah, yeah. Which reminds me, remind me to to tell you about a conversation I had on the phone <laughs> after we get off here, because <laughs> <laughs> a very funny conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know what it is, man. This has been Grapsody. I feel Lindsay. It's Righteous Reg. Appreciate you guys as always. We're out. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.